Are you ready? It's Chris Apocalypse episode 117. We're going to come thick and fast out of the gate. People know what we do, but just in case they don't, we review stuff and things for their their pleasure, their entertainment, whatever. Some people aren't entertained, some people don't like us, who cares? Who gives a fuck? It's life, isn't it? No How one's do you know no like one it. likes us? No one tells us. That's true. If you do like the show, please feel free to like, comment, and subscribe. And tell your friends that there's a show that you actually enjoy being in the company of on a bi-weekly yeah, basis. Yeah, tell, tell them about Cheap Show or something. <sighs> Don't burp. Okay, cool. So, Anne, um, how you been? How you been? How's life? How you been up to? Star Wars stuff happened, didn't it? Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> Star Wars Fuck's stuff. Fuck's sake! Stop burping. <laughs> okay. People Star- have to listen to this. Star Wars stuff happened, and then other stuff happened. Um. So originally, Disney Plus was coming to the UK. In November, it's been pushed back a little bit. They never bit. said November. They always said it would be after the US. Did they? Yeah. I thought that the idea was it would come out in the UK. I, For some reason, I thought there was an announcement that said it would be released in the UK. No, no, I'm pretty sure they always said from the start, 2020, for the oh, UK. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, well, it doesn't matter to me. I'm going to get it anyway. Because mm. I'm going to... I, I, I'm... you like funding the corporate machine. Well, and also, like Ramstein, we all living in America, Coca-Cola, Vunderbra, mm. Vunderbra... Yeah. So what do you think of the new trailer of Star Wars? It's a Star Wars, it wasn't isn't it? It wasn't a trailer. There was... What do you think of the new trailer for Star Wars? There was... There wasn't a... What did you think? It wasn't a trailer. Stop what calling was it a trailer. It? Don't call it a comeback. It was just like a D23 thing with a tiny snippet of new footage. It wasn't a trailer. Yeah, and Ray's evil. And it wasn't called it. And Ray's not evil. Ray's evil now. Ray's not evil. Ray's evil now. It's a clone. I don't know what to do. Ray's evil now, Anne. It's a clone. But Ray... Is evil now. Yeah. She's Darth Radius. <laughs> That's not how the naming convention works. <laughs> Wait, so right, so I've got questions because I know a few Darths. I know a few in my time. So you got Darth Maul. What does that mean? What's that in regards? He to? mauls people. He's got claws. <laughs> He's part Catman. Yeah. And then you got Darth Vader. Yeah, because George Lucas had played Space Invaders, and he thought Vader sounded cool, and he claims it was a hint that he's the father, but the German for father isn't Vader, it's Vata. It's a oh. different word altogether. But I've he thought... claims he was being clever, but he's not, because he's not very bright, is George He Luke. makes it up. Makes it up as it goes yeah. on. So that's Darth Vader, so it's because he has yeah. an affinity for vaping, but he can't smell. Yeah. What other Darths have been in Star Wars? Plagueis? Plagueis? Hasn't been in Star Wars. Sidious? It's mentioned. Could have been made up. People think Darth Plagueis. Darth Sidious? Darth Sidious. Yeah. Count Dooku. Darth Marenghi. Darth, Darth Dark Marenghi. Places. Because <laughs> yeah. he was on the Sith. Bad, bad guy. Um, all right. Peter Serfonowitz was a Sith. Yeah, he was. He was Darth Maul's voice. Mm. Yeah, see, I know some shit. Ray Park is apparently not a nice dude and also Maul. Yeah, I know a girl, um, she works at Toys of Us years and years ago who did karate lessons with Ray Park before he was in Star Wars. Yeah. And apparently he's a dick. Oh. She never liked him. She said she couldn't believe not like, Not like... Uh, <laughs> Not like Gary Daniels, Woking Zone. Mm-hmm. He's a legend. He is a legend. Can keep up with Jet with uh, Jackie Chan. So. Yeah. Yeah. Also, whatever the fucking noise he makes is this little stuff. It's atatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatatat
I watched a bunch of terrible films this month, Ant, and I don't really feel like reviewing properly, so I'm just going to recommend people don't watch them. Yeah, you watched For the Dark World, didn't you? I don't mind For the Dark World anymore. I recommend people go back and give For the Dark World another give it another go. Because it wasn't as bad as Iron Man 2. It wasn't as bad as Iron Man 2. It was better than Iron I Man mean, 2. This is a Mighty Number no. 9 thing here. It's better than nothing. I like it? Mighty Number no. 9. Oh, God. Did you not? Mighty Number no. 9 is terrible. What do you mean it's terrible? It's a boring-ass, mediocre game. Game? Mighty Number no. 9. Oh, fuck, I thought you were talking about Big Hero 6 for some reason. Fucking idiot. I thought we were still talking about films. No, I thought you were talking about Big Hero 6. Big Hero 6 is amazing. That's nothing to do with anything. Yeah, no, my number nine was that that Mega Man. Yeah, attempt. which you just said you thought was great. No, it's bad. No, it's canon now. It's <laughs> canon. Fuck. Call out again by the canon. Mm. Fire me off the ship. You gave it an Udo Kier. Fuck. Your highest possible score. Udo Kier. <laughs> the immortal one. Mm. It means it lives on. Um, all right, uh, there's been nothing else really, is there? No. Well, Sam Brexit has happened in probably because people are fucking cunts. We deserve it. Idiots. Fucking bunch of uneducated cunts. The country deserves it now. Yeah, we're just fucking idiots. Everyone's fucking stupid. Fucking scum. Anyway, besides that, uh, what else? Just review stuff. You're meant to be reviewing. She Hulk's getting made. Yeah. She Hulk and. I've already seen Ms. racist Marvel. stuff. People suggesting black women for the role of She Hulk because. But specifically, large black women who are chubby, like Leslie Jones, Leslie, what's her face from Ghostbusters? People just need to stop being because they're racist. On the internet. So, like, her, she hulks a big manly thing. So, let's say that the black she wasn't big like and men. manly. Yeah, but she's a big muscly person. She's so tall, and she's say, muscly. Yeah. Well, she's not like super muscly. If they do a she hulk series. She all I literally like want from it is a straight up courtroom drama, like just literally no superhero stuff, just Annie McBeal. With She-Hulk. I want her to always be CGI'd Hulk, though. No, it's just paint a woman green. That's all you need to do. She-Hulk shouldn't be too big. She was like eight feet tall. Yeah, that's not important. She's eight feet tall. She's very attractive in the comics. Disgusting. I'm just saying. Sick freak. Very attractive in the comics. Um, we're also getting Miss Marvel, which is great. Yeah. Miss Marvel probably has one of the best comic book um, comic book um, arcs going on right now. Yeah. There's like a whole thing to do with a, a virus that's essentially killing people off. And Tony Stark, being the super genius he is, has created somewhat of a cure. The problem is that he needs the proto-cure to create one for thousands of people. Essentially, he's got the Spider-Man 2, the Spider-Man ending for uh, for the PlayStation game. You're going to review. But Miss Marvel. Yeah, okay, my first review this yeah, week Jesus. is going to be... Um, it's going to be Lion you King. You it forever. You it's going to be Lion King, the Lion King remake. I wanted to go see last that. time? Nope. Jesus. I checked the, I checked the information... And I can tell you what I did. I did Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, Hobbs and Shaw, Mindhunter, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. By the way, everyone, great episode, 116. Probably probably our best ever episode, right? Next to the Yahoo Can't Be Serious episode, which is amazing. Um, yes, I'm going to review Disney's The Lion King 2, Simba's Not Proud. Uh, this is a film, man. Why did this, why did this get made? Because you asked for it. I didn't... No one asked for this. No one went, hey, guess what? That beautiful animation that we created. Yeah. I'll tell you what we need. We need to make that realistic and make it harder to understand the emotions of the characters in the film. That's what they said. And they did it. 
do you know what I wanted? I wanted Scar's. You remember that that um, that fantastic song Scar did, where the Nazi imagery and there were like the fucking green clouds and lava and shit. Just be prepared. Yeah, be prepared. There you go. That's so you not know Lion King. I do. I saw it in the cinema when I was a kid, but uh, I was also traumatized by it. Um, so yeah, be prepared. The da 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 da. It's great in the original. It's so colourful, and vibrant, and interesting. And then in this, it's just him jumping around on some rocks. There's no lava. There's no smoke. There's no Nazi imagery. There's no song. He doesn't seem to be prepared. Be prepared to sign the film. He does seem to be prepared. Don't think so. Yeah. It's just really crap. And it's not to the fault. So here's the weird thing about this. None of the performances being flat are the fault of the actors. Because there are moments where you hear them talking, you hear them conversing. It sounds very naturalistic. The problem is that when you're watching it on screen, it's a bunch of very realistic looking lions. <laughs> and it's, they don't show a lot of emotion. Like, and it also it just, if, if none of them spoke, if none of them moved their mouths, and it was all just telekinetic, this might be an interesting, weird way of doing it. But because it's just a CGI version, the exact same thing as we saw before, there are a couple of changes. Uh, Pumba gets to say farted. Oh. Instead of being cut off by Timon. Oh. There's like some newer Seth humor. Seth Rogen to- has to be allowed yeah. to do that in his films. There's some slightly newer humor to everything. There's, um, when it comes to um, Timon and Pumba and their, their fight scene where um, they call him a pig. And there's that, that you can call me Mr. Pig. And then he goes and beats up a bunch of hyenas in a comical mm. fashion. In this, it's there's a very anti-bullying message at that point. And it's very strange. Uh, I think that might be just because I, I'm still of the mindset that kids should be raised by their parents to understand that bullying is bad. And they probably don't need a cartoon pig. No, and they should be raised it. by the TV. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, it's it just it's it's kind of pointless. I mean, when you I went say, to see it in the cinema, I went to go see it in the cinema. Yeah, so you know oh. that happened. So it's, you help contribute to Disney making more. Of these. I have got only and only and limitless, so I see a lot of shit. It's your own fault. Yeah, Why are you I, drinking I, I out agree. of a jar? Oh yeah, because uh, I'm recycling all the jars into cups. I know, right? Fucking hipsters. I know, Jesus I know. You know why? We've got glasses. Well, yeah, but one of them broke, and I got really worried that it was me that broke it. I didn't drop any of the glasses, so instead of using your glasses... You. Risk it. What? I'm going to assume it's you. I didn't break a glass. It was the one that was in the living room that I put in the sink, and then when I went to clean it, it was cracked. Well, I didn't break a glass, but to prevent breaking your glasses, I've started recycling all the jars into just glasses, because fuck it, why not? It's a stupid... I don't, I don't get paid that much out, so... I get paid quite well, but <laughs> I don't get paid enough to afford fancy things like glasses. I have video games to buy, <laughs> drag shows to go to, <laughs> and games consoles to potentially buy. Look, right, I've got a lot going on. Leave me alone. Why can't I drink out of a jar like a fucking, like some sort of hillbilly? Ah, oh, Lion King, it's fucking pointless. It's not even, the problem is it's longer. And the songs aren't as good, even though all the cast are talented. Like, and there's one new song that's just not very good. And the whole time I was sitting there and I was watching it, I was like, you know what? I really want to watch the original Lion King. I, I actually, to its to its credit, the scene in which um, the scene in which um, Mufasa dies is what still- spoilers. <laughs> the scene in which Mufasa dies spoilers. Is still fucking incredible. Like I don't, I don't think that 
I don't want to say ruined, but I don't think CGI could mar that scene. It's still fantastic to watch. Give me a chance, I could do it. You reckon? I reckon I could ruin it. Ah, and you're just like there, you're like, you're like, it's a circle of Mufasa's dead. I'd make Simba sing a rap song. <laughs> Yo, daddy with the dust, and now I'm all yeah. alone. Travelling the desert with my friend to moan. <laughs> it's so easy. Fuck, how did we not think of this? They don't let me make the films. They should let me make oh, this. Oh, shit. Films. I'll tell you what. Can I do the music and you do the directing? I'm, not, I'm just going to do the same amount of directing John Favreau does. Like, none. He put on, like, a VR headset. Oh, wow. You, like, okay. So, when I say it's, like, it's a shot... It's nothing to do with the film. They just put it on his head so he wouldn't interfere. <laughs> when I say it's a shot-for-shot shot remake, I, I think that that's not giving John Favreau cr- enough credit. It is... It feels, at times, like you are just watching animals. But the problem is that the levels of sentience are all weird and just... Just the whole thing is just, it's not as good as the animated original. It's never gonna, it was never gonna be. But I just didn't realise how much of the experience would be, would be me really just wanting to watch the original. You should. And that's the, that's the real tragedy of it, because so much has gone behind it. I mean, it's made enough money for me not to call it a tragedy, hasn't it? Yeah. But it's, it's over a billion dollars now. Yeah. So, yeah, so it doesn't fucking matter what my opinion of it is. I just, I wouldn't recommend anyone goes to see this. It's one of the things when nerds need to realise that the one nerds on the internet need to realise that they're not actually the target audience for most of the films they see. That's like, they true. all hate it. They're all like, oh, no, what's the point? Why don't I need these remakes ruining my childhood? But well, the thing is, it'll make a billion dollars because there's a billion dollars worth of people out there who will see it. I think that's the key thing, right? You've got You've got two responses to this. You do have those people that say, well, it's, it's the parents the sharing minion memes on Facebook. They're the ones taking their kids to see this I stuff. I fucking hate those minion memes. But, but the thing is that this doesn't ruin the original for me. If anything, this cements that as the classic I remember it being. And I have watched it since seeing the CGI version, and it's still incredible. I think just the problem is that this serves a different point. This is for kids today who may not be as inclined to enjoy those animated classics. And you know what? Fuck it. You know, if it brings The Lion King to a whole new bunch of people, then it does. Make them watch Kimber the White Lion. The original. The original. The original. original. Yeah. I give this... um, First album was good, but their first album was better. I'm going to give this a Dave Franco. What? It's just like a cheaper version of of James Franco. Oh, Dave Franco. Less pedophilia. Gross. People forget about the fact that James Franco, like, elicited, well, he, he sent some real gross texts to a 17-year-old. That's because he's a gross person. Did people forget about that? Yeah. Yeah. He made a 45-minute long video explaining how it wasn't pedophilia. <laughs> oh, yeah, pro-James Franco. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jared Leto's a pedo anyway, isn't he? What is it with Jared's? I don't know. What is it with Jared's? What is it with Jared's? Jared Fogel? Yeah. The Jared Leto? Yeah. Jared Pro. Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> I'm trying to think of any others. Oh, actually, no. Uh, who's the Who's the classic English actor? Jared Hess? Jared Hesh? Jared. Classic English actor? Yeah. There's no one in England called Jared. Yeah, there is. The guy no. who played Moriarty in the second... I don't think he pedophiled anyone. No. But I hope not, because I like him as an actor. He's in The Terror, a really good series. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I give it a Dave, Dave Franco. It's it's never going to reach the, the lofty heights of his brother, but it's also not ever going to be as controversial. I think that there, there are still people that think that that film was slightly too adult-themed for their kids at the time. And, you know, the Nazi imagery and stuff like that. You Nowadays, you've got to be nice to Nazis, because they have feelings too, apparently. Mm. 
bunch of racist cunts. Uh, and your review? Nah. There's a plane flying over again. Why do you keep letting planes fly over? Uh, I don't. I don't do this. I don't do this to our house. Why did you put us on a flight path? Well, I had to sell that fucking airspace to someone. It's France's now. Oh. So you're... <laughs> Bloody French. Right. Uh, do you know what I watched? What did you watch? I thoroughly enjoyed. What did you watch? Well, Aquaman. <gasps> you watched Aquaman, yeah, I watched finally! Aquaman. And you're saying you enjoyed it? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. You're full of shit. It's a lot of fun. You're full of shit. What was your favourite part? Long. Um, I like the bit where they have all the um, the, <laughs> the trench creatures jumping on the boat and I, terrorizing. I did say that was the one good. And scene they in dive the into film. the water, and there's all that like the sound goes, and it's all. Like, there's a couple of times actually. They pull the sound out just to make you. Yeah, but the sound, the sound coming out, it's like in. It's yeah, in, it's cool. Well, no, it's not cool. Like, okay, so I said that the it's scene, nice to have a moment in silence in any of these summer blockbuster films. But it's just it's. <laughs> It's the fucking tonal shifts are not handled in any way, shape, That's or form. That's fine. Don't you don't know anything? The film's a fun, campy, silly film. But it's not even campy. It is super campy. It's not. The it only is person camp playing as it. Fuck. The only person playing it. You fucking... got freaking Patrick Wilson walking around. With uh, a so fish I was going to say on. Patrick Wilson is the only person playing it campy. They're all playing it camp. They put a uh, ponytail on Willem Dafoe. Yeah, but Willem Dafoe. Friggin- Willem Dafoe is dealing exposition like he's in a serious drama. Mera's walking around with a jellyfish dress on at one point. Yeah, this her wedding dress. Campy, campy. Yeah, but that Dolph Lundgren with ginger hair and a beard. Yeah, but he was playing it straight as well. None of these people were in on <laughs> the joke. That's the whole if thing with camp. No, it's not. You don't have camp to. knows it's camp. Like, camp is fun. It's enjoying yeah. itself. Camp is like a celebration of that shit. Like, it's saying, I don't give a fuck. I'm making this thing. And I know that it is camp. It's just like it, it, you don't know. This films. is this is no no. This is this is a genuine problem that Aquaman is a bad film. No, it's, not. it's good. It's not good. You're very much in the minority, and no, you've got bad taste. I in don't films. care if I'm in the minority. I know it's a bad film. There's a scene. There's a scene in which someone goes, "Oh, we've got you this technology. What are you going to do with it? Oh, I know what I'm going to do with it. Play some '90s hip hop whilst I make myself a suit of armor. Racist. <laughs> but it's just, it's fucking. Like, it's so stupidly bad. No, it's good. It's a really fun, silly film. Like... And it's got some uh, nice character development stuff going like on. Like what? Aquaman starts off the movie, Smelling basically... Smelling like shit, and then he doesn't smell yeah. like shit. He has a bath. No. But he starts off the movie in the place he was in Justice League, where his entire character was saying, All right, my man, and all that sort of stuff. And he's just smashing stuff, because that's all he does. And by the end of the film, he's there, and Patrick Wilson's being dragged off, and he's like, hey... When the time's... When you're ready, we'll talk, mate. And he's, like, going to be a leader now. And he's accepted responsibility. And all this sort of stuff. He has a proper arc in that film. He even, like, comes across as an absolute idiot for a large majority of the film. But it turns out, fucking dude knows his history. Because there's things he likes. And he has interests. And he works stuff out. (laughs) It's a bad movie. It's a good movie. I feel like I'm living in crazy land. Yeah, you are. Because there are, like... So where you say there are scenes where it draws the sound out. Yeah. On purpose. You got the tidal wave shit coming in. That's, that's awesome. the worst fucking thing that's in the good. world. It's not good. It looks it looks like it could be incredible, but it loses all impact because they have just had a scene which is played completely for comedy, a semi-serious conversation in which no one is warned that there is an incoming attack, and then suddenly it shifts to my dad's potentially dying. There's a giant tidal wave. But there's no noise from the tidal wave. If at any point in your... He says he's going to retaliate after the submarine attacks. He says he's going to retaliate. Orm says he's going to retaliate, yeah. But Mira knows that he's on the cusp of war. And she doesn't once go to Aquaman. 
hey, guess what? He's kind of pissed. He's probably going to attack. She does. She goes to him before and she says that he wants to start a war and we need you to come and get the trident. And then the tidal wave things happen and she's there to try and save the um, to Aquaman's dad to help convince him to join him and get the trident. She appears to him first beforehand and tries to convince him and he's like, She just nah. tries to convince him to be king. Yeah, she jerks in there and she takes the wrong approach. But she goes in there trying to get him to But she doesn't join. once say Orm's going to attack. She says, you're half-brother. No, she doesn't even say he's, he's his half-brother. I watched this again the other day because I was trying to work out what everyone loved about it and I couldn't. There is no not redeeming... attention. That's I your paid your full attention. Obviously, the film's far too intelligent for you to handle. <laughs> like, it is a fucking mess. No, and the not. problem is, like, it's a mess in a way that you can see the money just dripping off the screen. And, like, there are stupid... Like I said, there's certain scenes that are charming, like when he's in the market and she eats the flat. Stupid shit like that where you're like, oh, okay, she isn't completely acclimatised to this situation. She isn't aware of every custom on the earth. She's She is a person who's essentially a fish out of water for all intensive purposes. And that's the it's only time... very clever time- because she literally is a fish yeah, out of water. Yeah, but that's the only time you see that. She can read a book <laughs> in Spanish or Italian, I assume. No, she looks at the book. Yeah, but she reads it. She can read it. She, she read reads it. the name she opens Pinocchio. It. She opens it. And she sees Pinocchio. Yeah, because earlier in the film, he got the, the whale to come over. She says, what are you doing? She says, I'm doing a Pinocchio thing. Yeah, but she can read the word Pinocchio. Not an easy word to <laughs> understand. Okay. It's Pinocchio. She heard him say it. It's fine. <laughs> and she opens it up and sees the picture of Geppetto yeah, in the whale. And she assumes. And realises assumes, what Oh, this is the same situation. This must be Pinocchio. It's like, what? That's quite specific because there are... I'm sure she'll be able to read the word Pinocchio. She speaks English. Yeah, I know. That's inexplicable as well. All of them speak English. They're still human. Are they? Because yeah. they're Atlanteans. They're Atlanteans. They're but mutated where, humans. Where was, where was meta-humans. Where's Atlantis? Like Around Greece. Greece. Yeah. <laughs> Are they speaking Greek? Because the world's developed. Yeah. <laughs> the whole film is just a fucking shit. plot convenience, man. That's I'm just, just film. I'm just hated it. You don't ever question the aliens in Star Trek. Like I said, English. like I said, there are two scenes that worked. The trench and there was a slightly... No, film. there wasn't. That's the problem. It just wasn't. Like the wine Losing thing in. where she's like, hey, look, guess what? Yeah, it's people with wine. Yeah, but, awesome. there's, but there's ocean <laughs> like 25 feet away. That's too far away. That wasn't 25 feet away. Have you been to Italy? She was That's on a, a fucking a rock. Like the whole city was just surrounded by sea. Yeah, and the water's miles away. She has to be it's near not it. Miles. It, have you ever been to Italy? There's a fountain right near where she's standing. It's too, too far away. She only pulls water when it's next to her. <laughs> You never see her pulling water from miles oh, right, away. Okay, she has to be yeah, right sorry. next to it. She didn't at one point separate out a whole landmass so that her da- she could save his dad whilst she was in the water and like. pulling the water around. Oh right, yeah, okay, that's fine. It's indeterminate rules. Yeah, I yeah. fucking hated it. Kids today. I genuinely, I don't understand. Like people tell me, it's it's fun. And Everyone enjoys it except for you because you're a curmudgeon. Well, no, I'm not a curmudgeon, and I'm saying this like as someone who wanted to enjoy. It. I wanted to enjoy this film. I like the idea of Aquaman. There are Aquaman comics I like. Even the animated film, the Throne of Atlantis film, that was good. But this just, nothing worked here, except for those two fucking scenes. I mean, like, I told you about my, me and Tara went to go see it, and when he had the two bits of the mask, and like, he lifts it up and there's this shiny, like, fish mask thing. <laughs> and, and she was like, she was like, oh, cause you only see it from behind initially, and he puts it on his face. And then he turns around, and it's just like a rubber mask, but it's made out of CGI. And she went, oh no. That's oh, cool. It wasn't. It looked like it looked like the mask from that Conan it's meant to fucking be a remake. Weird liquid metal shit. <laughs> it looked just like the Conan remake. It was the exact same mask that he wears in that. 
It's Orm's oh. mask. They kept it true yeah. to the comic. They had all these weird designs for the, the costumes. The comic, he has like the webs and like the. It's really detailed. Oh, it's got fins it coming off the side. You of it. said those weird fins, yeah. No, that was cool. I did not like it. All the, in all the, the troopers with their cool costumes. They had those the water in their suits and stuff. Inexplicably, only the only the the royals could breathe out of water. Yeah, so that you could have them on land because the plot needs to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kids today. I think that. One of the best action scenes is the scene in the house where um, Nicole Kidman's attacked. That's fine. I don't know. That's pretty, like, this, this them doing CG. Is well, yeah, but it just felt like they were actually being, it felt like there was some impact to what was happening because every other time it's like, oh, look, Mira's gone. And, like, there was that scene where they're fighting They're fighting on the um, the island and Mira goes and, and hits someone's mask and then suddenly the water just floats away. And they're like, ah! And I was like, I was like, okay, wait. So how that does this work? Captain Merck. She was breaks it? his mask and he puts his head in the toilet to... Yeah. You know, that's Ludie Lin. Just... Ludie Lin, that was. Ludie Lin? Which one's Ludie Lin? He was Captain Merck. He's only in it a little bit. He's got blonde hair in this. Okay. He sticks his head in the toilet to try yeah, and yeah. keep himself from drought, from suffocating. Then you don't see him again. But the, is it film. meant to be salt water that keeps him going? No, they just need water. Just need water? Yeah, because they breathe water. All right. Take back your money. I don't hmm. want your money. I want Aquaman. Mm, maybe I will return. <laughs> you killed my dad. Your dad tried to kill me. That's not the point. <laughs> yeah, and by the end of the film, there's a point in the film where he's like, he I shouldn't, have, goes, left I shouldn't have left his dad to die, yeah. even though he was a pirate who murdered people. Yeah, and he's like, I know now that all I've done to murder me. by letting him die is pr- propagate more anger. Yeah, yeah. More war. Yeah, and then he, and then he didn't finish him off. He's not going to. He's a good guy. <laughs> Even though I'm sorry, he's a good guy. I should have. I should have said he didn't finish him off because he managed to shoot the rock that would surely have crushed his head. <laughs> Instead, he just let him hit every rock on the way down. It's okay, and... he's wearing armor. It's fine. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's just a bad movie. It's like really it's not. fine. It's it's. I think for some people, it works as a good bad movie. For other people, the like I can see the sincerity, which is usually the the cornerstone of a good bad movie, but it's it just it, nothing. It's it's like a meal that doesn't have the right ingredients. It's racist against do. DC movies. I'm not. I'm really not. I don't like. Yeah, it's the same thing with Wonder Woman. A lot of people loved Wonder Woman, and it's just mm, everything. Maybe about you're wrong. Just, the only thing that I liked about Wonder Woman was that villain, the um, the Lady Poison, whatever her name was, the. Doctor Poison. Doctor Poison. So you don't even know your DC stuff. I don't know her name. No shit. Because yeah. I don't read Wonder Woman comics. Jesus. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's bad, isn't it? Should probably read some Wonder Woman comics, Fucking and then terrible. maybe I'll like the movie because I'll understand. Yeah, obviously you don't understand. You need to do your research. I need to do some more research. Yeah, I need to yeah. read some more comics. Like all those people that enjoy Spider-Man movies, they read all the comics, obviously, and that's why they enjoy Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that they're well-made films. <laughs> it's that they everybody's done all the research. Well, the Amazing Spider-Man was, wasn't good. <laughs> Hey, I'd say that Amazing Spider-Man was better than Aquaman. No, I would. No, definitely not. I would. I would better villain. No, definitely not. Yeah, no, hundred percent better villain. Amazing Spider-Man's awful. Yeah, still better than Aquaman. Jeez, I'd watch Amazing Spider-Man two before. You got bad taste in films. I don't. It's just though, like those are bad films, and they are funny because they're so fucking bad. Aquaman just isn't even funny because it's bad, but it's good. It's not good. It's really good. It's not. 
It's a solid ass action adventure movie. It's not though. It keeps mixing things up every 30, like 20, to, 30 it, minutes or so. It, going yeah, to different it, locations. No, it doesn't mix things up. It doesn't know what the fuck it's doing. How do they get out of the desert? How do they like? There's just, there's just. Oh, just Who cares how they go out of the desert. Everyone cares. In Iron Man, when Iron Man fucking, when Iron Man goes and like flies somewhere, he has to make his way back. Like in the fucking third one, he gets trapped off somewhere, fucking bumfuck, and he has to charge his suit and work things out. Like. Cause and effect. Like, a superhero film at least has to have a plot that's cohesive and works and so makes they sense. they teleported. Great, yeah, fine. Yeah, they teleported. Yeah. What the fuck happened? They knew where they had to go. They got the bottle. Yeah, they so knew they where to they had to, to go. A random town in Italy that yeah. just so happened to be the right place. Yeah. Even though they didn't have any reason to go to that random town in Italy, it was just the first place they sort of arrived. They actually got told. To, they got a map. Did they get told to go to that specific place? Yeah. Alright. Yeah, because the Mount of the Kings or whatever it was, and then they had yeah. the bottle that was broken and they put it in the hand and it worked even though that that statue definitely wasn't degraded like that when it was first built and that was just completely happenstance it it was clearly had a carving taken out so you could put your face in it that didn't look like it had eroded over time it had no eyes yeah like they took the the eyes don't just fall out out, yeah sort of just knocks the eyes out of there yeah clever that they did that that Atlantean people that probably their city sunk long before that statue was produced but you know maybe the kings came up because they can breathe air or maybe the super technologically advanced foot soldiers came up and dealt with. Who knows? Mess. Who knows? Who knows? You know, it's just a movie. It's just a movie. It's just a fun movie. Fun movie everyone enjoys. Kids today. Fun movie that everybody loves. Kids today. Everybody loves the fun movie. Going on, I'm going to find plot everyone holes and stuff. Everyone loves the fun movie. I mean, you got the worst opinions, so. <laughs> I mean, right? Like, I didn't like Aquaman, the yeah. cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. Still didn't get an Oscar like Suicide Squad, did it? No. Uh, did you watch Aquaman and Suicide Squad? That's that. There you go. There's there's a plus. I'd sooner watch Aquaman than Justice League. What? <laughs> I'd sooner watch Batman versus Superman than Aquaman. No. <laughs> yeah, because that's still I find that hilariously bad. I I especially find it bad when you got to whilst, stop watching these YouTube channels. You watch. whilst you're watching Batman versus Superman, just quickly bring up Box Office Mojo. And see how much money they spent making it. Mm. Martha! Like, I seriously, Aquaman's a bad movie. No. You liked it, fine. Yeah. It's personal opinion, but I'm saying... Everyone that. I know seen it loved it, apart from you. Which means you are bad at movies. Uh, I don't know if that's What terrible true. movie are you going to review next? I'm not actually reviewing the movie yet, next. No, oh, right. Uh, I've been playing Doom 3 on the Switch. No, oh, right. Have you finished reviewing Aquaman? Oh, that was what you said. It doesn't matter. I tried to say stuff, but you were too I'm sorry, concerned I'm with sorry, I'm sorry. being all like, you know... Please, no, please do. Because you watch your YouTube channels that are all cynicism-based. No, that's based. not why. You watch CinemaSins. I literally... I went to go see Aquaman, and the first thing I did is I came here and I was speaking to you about Aquaman after seeing Aquaman in the cinema. That opinion has not changed. You watched all your YouTube videos. I don't give a fuck what people say on YouTube. I, I find it entertaining that people talk about films, but... I don't take their opinions and make them my own. That's not the point of watching that shit. It's so that you can find out if someone loves something. And I've seen plenty of videos where people say they love I Aquaman. I think you state your horse the idea that people are going to hate Aquaman. You're too stubborn to admit that everyone loves it. No, I'm saying that people do like it. And I've already said that. Maybe I'm the How much crazy money did it make in the cinema? I don't fucking know. Not no. enough for a sequel. Oh, yes, <laughs> well, actually, no, it's getting its own cinematic universe. They're making a sequel. <laughs> it's getting The Trench. And it's getting Aquaman 2. It's all right, maybe. And it might get Justice League too. It made over a billion dollars. Bad movies don't make over a billion dollars. How much did Justice League make? 
Justice League, 600 and something million. Batman versus Superman? 800 and something million. Okay. Aquaman's the highest grossing of all the DC films. I thought Suicide Squad did really well. Suicide Squad did like six, eight hundred million, something like that. Oh, right. Yeah. That should have fucking been a nail in Jared Beto's career. No, the paedophilia should have been. He is a paedophile. Like, bro, Jared. I didn't know they were under 18. I just asked for those pictures. Right, well, you're going to be Doom 3, are you? Yeah, on the Switch. Oh, God. So, so this is an interesting one, because before Doom 3 came out, we were speaking about um, we were speaking about Doom, and you reviewed Doom 1 last week, or last episode. Possibly. Two weeks ago. Can't remember. Um, and, and there was that whole debacle with the DRM and stuff like that, and issues like that. So Doom 3 has its own little weird issues. Now, everybody's been reviewing this quite high, and I agree that it's a really good port to Switch, because it runs in 60 frames, it's very smooth, it's very good, but there are a couple of problems with um, with the version. <sighs> so every other every other system gets a remake or a remaster of the Doom Free BFG edition, mm. and and that's fine because that's the complete edition. It comes with everything, including Ultimate Doom and all the add-ons and everything else like that. The Switch version isn't the BFG edition. The Switch version is Doom, the original version, remastered or whatever they've done for the Switch with the Lost levels and the uh, Resurrection of Evil DLC added. There's it's it's the original version and it's really it's odd. Nice, the remastered version. It's got the flashlight thing where you can attach the flashlight to it. It does. Yeah, it yeah, has. Which it wasn't has in the original version. It wasn't, but it was added to the original version. There was a mod. Resurrection of Evil. Yeah, res- the re- yeah, but the Doom yeah. Free. So, BFG edition, added. no, no, no. The BFG edition is not this edition, and you, there are ways to tell, and it's really weird. Pun? You're wrong. I'm not wrong. There are ways to tell. So the BFG edition, it changed certain. So basically, the lockers are the are the giveaway here. So all of the locker systems in the BFG edition were changed, and I can confirm this because I had it on the Nvidia Shield TV. They've been changed, so they no longer link to a website that was set up when Doom Three was originally released, which is Martian Buddy. Which was like a cross promotion thing where you had like basically a real world website that you could go to to get codes for certain lockers to promote the game, right? In the BFG edition, they were changed, so it was in-game emails, much like the other lockers. So you'd find the information throughout the game, and it would naturally be there because the Martian Buddy website was eventually shut down, or I think I think that it stopped ho- it stopped hosting the codes and stuff, so they stopped the hosting, and it was just a different thing altogether. Um, this version still uses the Martian Buddy stuff. So it can't be anything after the well, it can't be anything after the final DLC update for Doom Three. So it's not the BFG edition, which is just really weird because they must have specifically made the decision to separately remaster or do something along those lines to release this edition on Switch. I think you've broken it. I haven't broken it. You've broken it. And this is something that download uh, the wrong version. It's just really weird, and it still it it does sort of play into like. <laughs> Some of the weird stuff people have decided to do with remasters on the Switch anyway. Like, there have been a few odd occurrences where they've decided to keep older mechanics that are no longer relevant on systems, um, on on the actual system. So I believe there's something of Red Faction Gorilla as well that's similar. There's like a website thing, but I can't remember if that's something that someone's seen in the Switch. Right? Anyway, it's besides the point. On this, this particular game, on Doom 3, it still has the Martian Buddy stuff on there, which indicates it is the older Doom variant which i just don't understand why you take time to remaster two editions of a game 
I know it's the same engine, so maybe you can use the, the code. It's the same as the Shield version. No, the Shield TV version is the BFG edition. It loads up as the BFG edition. It's got all the all the shit that you can you can play around with. All the codes are correct. I played through it on the Switch t- on the Shield TV. Like that. That's why I was kind of excited to play on the Switch because I do love Doom Free. I I've said this. I'm I'm not an apologist for the game because I know there are people out here out there that don't like it because it is so different from Doom One and Two. It's more like a survival horror game, and there's less enemies on screen. It's a little bit slower, you know. Like, but those are reasons that were made to show off the graphical capabilities of the next generation. Like, this was like the whole point was it was a big technical jump, and and I and I really fucking like it. And playing it again, it's just it feels it feels weird to play it knowing I'm playing a version back from the last one that Maybe was they put available. The Martian body stuff back. Pun. Maybe they put the Martian body they stuff didn't. back. It's just the older version. And I think it's I think it's because they plan to either release Ultimate Doom separately at some point, or they've just decided that that's the version they want to put on Switch. But anyway, yeah. It, other than that, the game runs at sixty frames per second, seven twenty p when it's in handheld mode, ten eighty p when docked, uh, both sixty frames, and it plays like a dream. It's exactly the same Doom three that I've played multiple times over. I'm really enjoying it. I'm finally going to play through Resurrection of Evil, but for now, I'm playing. I'm playing the main game on the hardest difficulty, slogging my way through. I've only got a couple of levels left and then I've completed it for the seventh or eighth time in my life. Uh, but it's really good. And anyone who's got a Switch, if you're already playing or planning on getting Doom 1 and 2, don't shy away from playing Doom 3. It's not for everyone. Like I said, it's more survival horror-y and it's, and it's slower. But I really think that people, it's, it's the best way to enjoy this right now because you can take it anywhere and it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it would be at home on modern consoles. The textures and the graphics aren't anywhere. It is on the near, like yeah, I know, but get it on PS3. The, the graphics just aren't cool. anywhere near as near as good as modern day systems, and it feels kind of at home on a handheld. I mean, by nature of it being an older game, it feels like a pared down version of something that you would get on a big console. And whilst you can get it on a big console, I think it's also cheaper on the Switch, which is weird. Don't know. I think it's the same. Is it eight pound on everything? Pretty sure, it's, yeah. I thought it was a tenner on PS4 and Xbox. No, pretty sure it's the same on everything. Okay. But anyway, yeah, a really good game. The other two are cheap, the same price. Yeah, they're like four pound. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, great game. I'm really enjoying it. It's not perfect. It was never perfect, but it's something that I've enjoyed playing multiple times. Um, I give it a Matthew McConaughey in Serenity. In Serenity, yeah. <laughs> that film. It's a great film. You haven't watched it yet. No, not yet. No, you know, all the way through. You don't know how great it is. It's film of the year 2019. No, no, all the way through. It's the best film of 2019. Some of the way through. It's a masterpiece. Yeah, I'm sure. I like the bit when he says, we ain't caught any fish since your wife died. <laughs> For some reason. All right, and it is your review. Nah. What am I going to review? I don't know. What do you want to review? I have ideas. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. forgot half the stuff I was going to... Mention, I had four, I had plenty of things. Why can't I remember? I don't know, man. Why can't you remember? Power Rangers. Go, go, Power Rangers. Ninja Steel. Do, 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 The 2017 Power Rangers series. Go, go, Power Rangers. How close am I to the finish now? You've got, how many series are there? There's loads. Yeah, but how many series are there? There's like fucking million series, like 25 seasons of Power Rangers. Hmm. Yeah, I'm on the, this is the, 23rd. Cool. And still. 24th? Yeah, 23rd. 24th series is where the 25th anniversary is. Because there was a year gap. 
Anyway, nin- Ninja Steel. It's the start of the last set of Power Ranger series before Hasbro buy them. Okay. Um, follow on from Dino Charge. It's a bunch of ninjas. And in the Japanese version, they're like a family in this. They're not. They're just buddies. Although there is a brother in there. Red Ranger's a brother to the Gold Ranger, you find out eventually. Um, it's It suffers a bit from that same thing the other series have, where they're cutting it down to 20 episodes and having to jettison. Like, there's like 49, 51 episodes of Ninja, the series it's based on. Yeah. So there's at least like 11 episodes they have to jettison and try and work their way around or try and merge two episodes together or stuff like that to try and get all the little story bits in there that they need to bring over. But the basic premise is a big old asteroid thing lands in this guy's back garden and he's a ninja. And this is like 20 years ago almost. And he he gets the metal from the asteroid and it makes this crazy magic ninja steel called Ninja Steel. Okay. He I think he calls it Ninja Steel. But everyone in the galaxy seems to know it's Ninja Steel. Even people from another dimension know it's Ninja Steel, which is a bit unusual. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess his name caught on and just travelled everywhere really quickly. Um, but anyway, the thing, when he hacks it away, there's like a shuriken-looking thing inside it, and there's six shurikens inside it. And they're like the power stones. Yeah, they're like the power... They're like little power... Like the things. coins from... from but power monsters attack to try and get the Ninja Steel, and he just somehow reaches into this solid thing and pulls out a star and he turns into the Red Ranger and then in order to stop the villain getting the ninja still he smashes the star thing it breaks apart forms a new thing all this sort of stuff and then you know he disappears you don't know where he's gone yeah and the aliens kidnap his son Brody and put him on a spaceship and they basically turn him into a janitor on the spaceship and the spaceship is where they host this TV show called Galaxy Warriors where they travel around to planets and send monsters down to entertain the masses and all this sort of stuff, make them have battles to win prizes and all this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and Brody eventually escapes with a mechanic called Mick, called Mike. He, Mick, called Mick. Mick yeah. Canick. He's, he's oh, oh, I see what they did. Yeah. That. He's played by Kelson Hen- Henderson, who's really? been in tons of the Power Rangers series. And he was in an episode of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Oh. He's in a bunch of stuff. It's an Aussie guy. He's in. He's, he's oh, in he's in the first series of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Possibly, I can't remember which series it was. It might be series three, actually. Can't remember. Really? He's a shopkeeper guy, and he goes all nuts. He's got a, like a magic shop hidden out the back of his his shop. In Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yeah, it might be in season one. I can't remember. But um, oh. yeah, he's been in Power Rangers since Ninja Storm. Like usually, if he doesn't do a monster voice, he's got an on-screen main role going on. But um. Yeah, they he basically figures out how to make ninja stars and throws them into the thing, and it gives them new powers and stuff like that. Yeah, but um, yeah, they just got the big old thing. So the st- series goes on. Monsters get sent down. They fight the monsters. They get more mechas. Pretty typical Power Rangers stuff. Um, it's got like this weird problem where it will start a plot thread, and then like just wrap it up like two episodes later instead of trying to build any tension or anything like there's a point where you find out the villains have got someone they've lost they don't know where the sixth ninja star's gone it's disappeared at some point yeah it was in the thing the thing flew away and when it came back the sixth ninja star wasn't there and the villains have got someone caught and you can see the ninja stars on this thing and they're draining energy or some shit who are using the energy from it for something and you don't know what it's a mystery and then he escapes like five episodes in Mm. you don't know who it is he just breaks out and jumps out and he's got a zord and they travel off and he turns up at the end of the... And it's like... The Rangers have had their story. 
you see some guy watching them at the end of the story and you're like, ooh, who's that mystery? And before the episode even ends, he just turns up and goes, hey, Brody, I'm your long-lost brother you've been looking for. And he's like, my brother, man, awesome. I'm your father. Yeah, he's not, he thought he was an orphan, but um, his brother turns up. So then the next episode is like, hey, man, I'm so great, glad my brother's back. And he's got all his memories and all this sort of stuff, so it's definitely his brother even though he's a different race, but we're not going to question that. It's Power Rangers. There's United yeah, Colors of Benetton thing going on in Power Rangers. Anyway, by the end of the episode, it turns out his brother's an android working for the villains and he explodes. Um, and it's not even like some distant explosion. They actually have like a full-blown body explosion. What? <laughs> yeah, like bits of metal flying all over the place. Jesus. But no blood or anything because it's Power yeah. Rangers. Um, and it turns out the Gold Ranger that they've already met, who's a country western singer called Levi Weston, who... <laughs> Like, because his ninja, when he turns into a ninja, he's a cowboy ninja. He's got, like, a little cowboy hat, and he's got, like, a poncho thing instead of a sash. Um, in the Japanese show, his morpher is a, a burger phone. He puts the ninja star in it and closes it, and it looks like a burger. Nice. Um, he has that for taking Why selfies. Why is that a theme in, in Power Rangers? Like, there seems to be a lot of people with weird burger phones in Power Rangers. They always have phones. Yeah, I know, but you've mentioned burger phones, like, quite a few because times. Because it's an amazing phone. It's, oh, okay. It's a classic so if I get us a burger phone, would that make you happy? When he beats monsters. Oh, right. It's an actual mobile burger phone. Yeah. But that selfie taken while the monsters explode, and he's like, as they blow yeah, up. Yeah, I saw that. Before um, Overwatch did it with D.Va. When she does her f- winning oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were meant to talk saying. about Overwatch coming out on Switch. No, it's not happening. But, um, yeah, he. it turns out he's really Brody's brother. And that's like in the next episode you find that out. Like, so in the space of three episodes, the guy who was kidnapped escaped. Turns out he's an android. He blew up. Then you find out that Levi Weston was actually his brother. Levi Weston! And it Weston. turns out that he had his memories drained and put in the android. And when the android was destroyed, the memories went back to him. They took out all these memories of being Brody's brother and just left him with his country music career. Oh, yeah. Um, for some reason, he enrolls in the school, even though he's Brody's older brother. And Brody's got to be, like, 18. So Levi Weston's got to be, like, 19. Levi. If he's not... 19, he's about 20, and he's had a career as a musician for a while, so that's a bit weird. Yeah. Just enrolling in school. I mean, if I was Power Rangers, I wouldn't even bother going to school. Who's going to make me? I've got a mecha. I've got a freaking giant megazord. No one's going to sort of force me to do that. Yeah. Fuck them. Exactly. Um, You've got better stuff to do, saving the world. Yeah, and morphing and shit, and morph all over everyone. Um, But yeah, it, it's a pretty standard series. There's like... It's an ability to have any plot threads that go for any length of time. Is just sort of makes the series just keep feeling like none of it matters to the mm. main plot, which is kind of... I mean, even the first series of Power Rangers, when every, every single episode was just its own self-contained thing, like they're always fun and different and all this sort of stuff. But by the time you get to series 23, I think maybe you could stick to the plot threads that are running through the series yeah, and stuff. It's, you know, it just it's just stuff kind of happens. Um, maybe they were intending for it to be a throwback or something. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Um, some neat stuff in it, though. The Blue Ranger is played by um, the brother of the guy who played the Blue Ranger in Dino Charge, the guy who played Coda. And that's a neat thing. Two brothers, both been Power Rangers. Brother yeah. actors, not brother characters. They're act- the actors in real life. Um, and also, the guy who played Coda in Dino Charge got in an episode of Super Sentai of Ninja, the series Ninja Steel is based on, where he interacted with the Blue Ranger, who his brother plays in Ninja Steel. Some weird alternate reality nonsense stuff going on there. 
don't know what that's all about. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's an all right series. There's weird stuff like one of the Pink Ranger. She has a hoverboard in the first episode, and it crops up again later, and no one questions that she has a hoverboard. And then later in the series, it's like, oh, she's an inventor and she makes stuff. She makes holograms and things like this. But like in the first episode, you're just sitting there going, why has she got a hoverboard? I mean, I know there's aliens up in space, but there's no indication that on Earth, having a hoverboard is like a thing at all. Mm. Um, but, you know, what Does anyone react to it? No, everyone's just like, cool. They go for a ride on it. It's normal. Um, there's a new comedy duo. They're attempting to do a Balkan skull. Okay, yeah. yeah. Called Victor and Monty. Um, it's like the jock at the school who's desperately trying to get his 50th trophy. Um, so he's always got some scheme to get his new trophy and all oh, this. Okay. And Monty's like a nerd. And they are, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're coded as a gay couple, but I don't think the show wants to say it. But they, they love each other a lot. They really do. Like, even though Victor's a big jock, he still includes Monty's name on everything they do. Oh, like, yeah. they work together and they're buddies. It's like, you know, you they support each him. other. I mean, he regularly feeds him to the dogs when it comes to, like, you know... Literally. Not literally. But if there's a problem, it's like Monty's fault. Oh, um, right. There's a good it's one where they're playing Monty. tennis and he's wanting and he's just, like, smacking the ball super hard. It turns out he's, he's got his arm tied behind his back. He's got a fake robo on. <laughs> <laughs> Schemes like that. Monty seems to be a quite a I do quite like the idea of that. Yeah. That seems like can be fun. Yeah. Um... But yeah, it's that you know the Rangers themselves—they're a bit bland. The Red Ranger's got no personality whatsoever. Um, of course, why would he? I, I still know nothing about who he is, other than his brother was lost, so he had to rescue him. Um, Where was he lost? It, it well, his brother was the Gold Ranger. They found him. There was <gasps> memory, you know, trapped in rock. Yeah, but um, yeah, towards the end of the series, they in the last episode. They have this whole thing. Their stars get stolen. By this big magnet thing takes all their stars, and then they do some stuff. And his dad turns out he's been in that big old ninja star thing they've had for years for the whole series all along. His dad comes back, and he's a Red Ranger still as well. And then for some reason Mick gets to become a Red Ranger. So there's three Red Rangers for one episode, and then they have a big finale. Cool. Ends the same way the first series of Dino Charge does with a spaceship being knocked by an asteroid into deep space. Um, well, in Dino Charge, it crashed, but on the planet. Same thing. But yeah, same thing. They've just got a trashed spaceship. And then in season two, Ninja Steel, the villain from Dino Charge, turns up and fixes their spaceship. Even though he's from another dimension. He gets. Good on him. Yeah, it was nice to have a little random cameo from him. What a nice lad. Yeah, he's a white sledge. Sledge. Um, Slag. Yeah, but the, the show's just like, it doesn't have anything special going on. It's fine. It's not. It's not awful. It's like, if you were to go, I'm going to create a generic Power Rangers series, this would probably be it. Yeah. Um, the mecha's kind of funny. I like the mecha's got a little robot sitting in it. Oh, yeah, because yeah. it's got the chair. I think yeah. I saw that one, yeah. Yeah, I think that one's funny. <laughs> I think I think that is, yeah. The That's mecha's like... got no, like, unifying design to it. No. Like, it's made up of a train, a dog, it a dog that sits a like in the, the train. It looks like the samurai one, doesn't it? The samurai one's supposed to be origami, isn't it? But it's meant yeah. to be, like, folded things. But it's just, like... Like there's a shark and there's a dog that sits in a train is one of the legs. Like it's really I don't know what that's got to do with ninjas. Hmm. Um, but I think it's kind of funny just to have a mecha that's piloting the mecha. Absolutely, I think it's just yeah, it looks campy and fun. Yeah, they um, I think they do that on another zord. Yeah, the lion yeah. zord he sits in it, but the ranger actually sits in it. But um, yeah, it's it's fine. It's Power Rangers. It's I've only got one more of these series to go before I'm all up to date. Um, 
Beast Morphers is still not finished in America. They showed eight episodes in America, took a season break, like they do, mid-season break. Yeah. It's been like four months and it's still not back. <laughs> um, but 16 <laughs> episodes have shown in Australia. What? Yeah, they just carried on showing it in Australia. So they just kept going in Australia. Yeah. So everyone, like all the Power Rangers nerds have seen it and they know what ha- what's coming up. They've got eight weeks worth of Power Rangers. That's just going to be repeats. There's a one of the Rangers in it is a robot called something like Super Awesome Mega Guy Hard as Steel or something like that. He's like a cool dude right robot. That's a bit weird. But I'll, I'll get to that when I get to that series, I guess. So I've just got Super Ninja Steel to go. Which I'll review. I don't probably not next time because I've I've got twenty episodes to get through. It's a bit much. Twenty one. Are there any like so? Are there any because I know some of the other series, especially the American one, um, they sort of brought in some of the old villains or like some of the old monsters. Is there anything like that in this one? Not in the first series, and in still second series, like goes all out because it's the twenty fifth anniversary, and it has that that has that twenty fifth anniversary episode where Tommy and a bunch of other Rangers are back and. And they all say one line each except for Tommy, because Tommy's the important one. Um, and there's also an episode where... Remember VR Troopers and all that? Yeah. It's part of the Metal Hero series. Yeah. There's an episode in the second season where one of the Metal Heroes... Um, what's his fucking name? Ninja guy. Jiraiya. Um, turns up in it. Randomly. Yeah. They, so they've... They just some sort of sideways adapted a ninja, a ninja he- Metal Heroes character. It's kind of weird, but weird. cool. Let yeah. them do it. Whatever. Fuck it. Fair enough. I like ninja robots. But, um, yeah. Beast Morphers is having an a special thing next year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're going to do a dino episode. They're going to have a bunch of dino rangers. That's if they actually start releasing the episodes. Yeah. Well, season two. It's next year. You've got plenty of time. Got plenty of time. They yeah, can, they but can Jason's, Jason's going to be in it. Austin oh, St. John. Keeps coming back. First time he's appeared in Power Rangers since Forever Red in Wild Force. Oh, is that Tommy? No, Tommy's... Jason. Jason Jason Lee Scott, the original Red Ranger. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Have you heard apparently the next Power Rangers film they're doing is going to be another reboot? Really? Yeah. Oh, just keep the old one. I hope they're not going to just do the Dinosaur Rangers again, because, you know, that'd be the third time they've done a non That was the most popular series, wasn't it? Yeah, wait, I think it's the only one where Saban were allowed to just produce whatever they wanted in toys. And also and stuff. That's, that's saturated everywhere. Yeah. Like, that series was But that's defining. the one. If they, if they do a Power Ranger product, it's going to be those original ones on yeah. it. But I don't think that stands with Hasbro. I think Hasbro are free to do whatever they want. I think Disney enough. could as well, but they're the most iconic. Yeah. If you drew a Power Ranger, you would draw the, draw the Mighty Morphin. I'd draw a VR Trooper and say, fuck you and walk out. Which one? I'd draw a Beetleborg. <laughs> Which Beetleborg? And then Carpet Rider. from B-Fighter Kabuto or like... Um, no, the Mummy. The Mummy guy. That's, he wasn't mummy. a Beetleborg. He was just one of the... What, what's one the other the, guy? The, the clown. There was a clown the guy. Blue, the yeah. blue genie dude who... Flibber or something yeah. weird like that. He had a funny name. He granted them the ability to use the Beetleborgs. Yeah, they it's comic book heroes. Yeah. yeah. That's not what the original show was. I still, I'm still surprised it was an original show. Yeah, it came after. Well, if if VR Troopers had carried on, yeah. they would have got to Beetleborgs like a year later. Oh, okay. So I guess they started really? Beetleborgs to replace it. Yeah. Oh God. VR Troopers is weird because like it's based it's three different series just upon Spielban and something else. The problem is that VR Troopers looks almost as bad as Auto Man. <laughs> 
in terms of like the actual design of the VR world. An Auto Man was made. I in like the the, 80s. Um, the VR troopers when they had the virtual world. They had those different costumes because they didn't have the Metal Heroes costumes to film anything with. So they had those spandex. Oh, really yeah, basic ones suits. and the helmets were the red Power Ranger masks yeah. just painted different colours fucking that series yeah VR Troopers is bad watch it it's on Netflix or VR Troopers yeah 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 I watched one episode and I was like I can't no it's bad <laughs> it's it's so bad why is but... it Mystic Knights of TNR Nog on there I don't know why would we want it to be on there wasn't that wait Mystic Knights is a fully American one yeah but no but I I'm thinking of do you remember there was there's a film in which a kid fell into a whirlpool and then he was in a world where there were kangaroo people, not Tank Girl. Oh. And he fought, he learnt martial arts from the kangaroo people or marsupial people. And it was something like Magic Warriors or Mystic Warriors. Oh, Mystic Warriors, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know that film, yeah. That's real bad. Was that one Jackie Chan was in it? No, no, you're thinking of... Um, Legends of no, 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 Forbidden something. Yeah, Forbidden Kingdom. Yeah. yeah, that's a great film. Yeah, it's a good takeaway place in that pill, actually, Forbidden Kingdom. It is, actually, yeah. yeah. it's really nice. Isn't it Michael Greggio, or whatever it is, Agrigo? He's playing like a kid, but he's actually like 40 years old. I can't remember. I think he was a kid when they made it. No, he wasn't. He was in Almost Famous. That film's like 2004 or something. People no, 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 that's like 2011. Oh, no. Yeah. But anyway, you need to review something because it's already an hour, and I've only reviewed two things. <laughs> well, no, that's all right. We're no, wait. I went first, so this is my third. Okay, yeah, you're right. Uh, Forbidden Kingdom was 2008. We were both like sort of in the middle. I was closer. You were four years, the same amount of time as me. Yeah, but I was a prime number. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, Michael Angangrano, and he is how old is he? That's my height. He's 31. He's a year older than me. He it's looks like old. me if I don't get my hair cut. <laughs> get your fucking hair cut then. <laughs> Alright, anyway, sorry. So my next review is going to be Power Rumi on the Switch. What? Power Rumi. I hope I'm saying that right. I fucking never get this shit right. Uh, Power Rumi. Power. P-A-W-A-R-U-M-I. P-A-W-A. Yeah. Power Rumi. Power. Power. Power Rumi. Power. Pawarami. Anyway, it's a shmup. Playing a shmup. Yeah. It's a shmup game on the Switch. So, um, my limited knowledge of shmups. I am. Um, I've I've played I've played your R types. I've played your I've played your Mercs. I've played your nineteen forty threes and your nineteen forty fours. Your Sunset Riders. You know, I've played shmups. Shmups. Uh, Probably the one I've played the most is Gradius. When I was a kid. Gradius. Gradius. I had that on the PlayStation. Nemesis. Life Force. Life Force is a good movie. Uh, Gradius. So I had Gradius on the PlayStation. I can't remember which one. It was in a but it was in a blockbuster plastic X rental case. Oh yeah, that those? game that they released in the blockbuster X rental. No, no, do you remember the X rental cases? Yeah, one for what? Which system? PlayStation. PlayStation One. Yeah. There was a Gradius 3 and 4 collection on PlayStation 1. Oh, okay. It was 3D, so it was like, it was Pelug. Well, that was probably R-Type then. Was it? There wasn't a 3D but Gradius on PlayStation. Was it not? There was one on PlayStation 2, it was Gradius 5 by Treasure. I had Gradius 5 as well, actually, oddly enough, because I remember that. So did I, but I sold it for like 50 quid a few weeks ago. Is it worth money? Yeah. I already get my PlayStation 2 games back. Um, I had Jade Cocoon 2. You sure you went playing Darius on the PlayStation? Darius? Darius G. It had loads of fish monsters in it. Yes! Yes, Darius. I played that as well! Yeah, I've got the um, 
arcade version. I played Darius too. I've actually played a lot of shmups. I have R type on the on the on the um, PC Engine, don't I? Don't know. No, actually, no. I don't. R type was a PC Engine CD game. No, no, it had a cartridge as well. But you had two cartridges, and part one and part two on cartridge. It was released before the CD version. Yeah. That's that's it was uh, a poo version. No, it was that actually, I hated. It, was, it was really oh shut up. PC Engine is great. People don't give it the respect it needs. Um, so anyway, yeah, I played I played Power Roomy. There's enough talking about other shmups. Power Roomy, yeah, is get a, on with it. It's a 3D shmup. It's a 3D shoot up. It's a 3D shmup. Is it a 3D shoot up with a difference? All oh, right. So all right. So all the classic shmups, the the usual way. It's it actually works. an RPG, and there's no shooting. <laughs> yeah, you're actually a small girl learning about her menstrual cycle through. Oh. through Isn't that various the pantsy hunter? Pardon? Isn't that pantsy? No, it's Galgun. Galgun oh. too. So anyway, so um, power room. You'll eventually get there. It's a 3D shmup that you um instead of instead of the normal system, which is you have like. So as you play the game, as you take down enemies, you get like um, life and you get like gun upgrades and things like that. And sometimes you get a drone that spins around you. All that stuff, it's stripped away. It is, it is to coin, or actually to use a phrase that's been used by almost everyone in response to every video game ever that's slightly difficult. It is the Dark Souls of shmups. No. <laughs> so no, no, it's actually, it is really difficult, but... There are mechanics in there that help you because despite the fact that you don't have um, power-ups that you collect, you do have special moves that you can you can, you can can collect as you play a game. Fireballs? Um, no, it's like a room filling. The one that I've used the most because I've only been able to complete it on easy. I've tried playing it on normal and I'm shit. Um, but the room filling one that you get on easy is it just sprays bullets in literally every direction. So you sort of centre yourself in the middle <laughs> of the and just fucking <laughs> like that. It just releases like how it's doing now. Um, it just releases. I'll give releases. you a release in a minute. <laughs> um, <laughs> on but its, its face, but it's all 3D and it's and it's really nice looking environments. Everything has like this neon tinge to it, and it's and it's <laughs> and it's it's all about um, <laughs> basically. It's like it's rock paper scissors in a shmup game, but it's not rock as in rock is rock. It's rock as in rock can also be paper and scissors. So the enemies that you get on screen. <laughs> can be one of three different colours. They can be uh, red, blue, or green. I think it's clear, actually, not blue. But it looks bluish to me, so maybe I'm going colourblind. Uh, but it's red, blue, or green. Sounds an awful lot like Radiant Silvergum. I'm going to have to teach you about schmucks. You might be teach me about schmucks. Uh, what was the one with the sexy guys? Oh, that's Cho and Iki. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, you can get um, one of them on that. Switch. I played that. pretty sure one of them is on not the arcade on archives. I didn't play it on Switch. I played it on uh, RetroPie. I've got it on. Um, I've got the. Um, of course, you have it. Do you have the poster as well? I've got it on the Wii. Just, do you have a poster? Where it's just a naked guy, just like no. gyrating. Um, They're not naked. They're wearing jock straps. They got like holes. All right, in their heads. look. You complain when I walk around in my underwear. So, well, you didn't play a video game where people were in jock straps. Do you complain that those guys are walking around in their underwear? No, they're doing good. Does <laughs> Chowaniki mean? I mean, it's um. Chowaniki sounds like, like cheeky. Aniki's like um, nudie cheeky. Is like brother, but not blood related brother. So, like, you know how. Um, no, I don't know, Anne. Tell me. In like Yakuza. Yeah. When they refer to their buddy who's their, like, you know, the one who's always with them the and one helps who's them out. They've been everything. like, for a difficult situation, often they've been in impl- like. They work together. Game. Yeah. Like, that's his Aniki. Yeah. Or, I guess sometimes they say Nakama, but Cho is. I think Cho's power. Hey, did you get that Yakuza collection they released? I'm going to wait for the disc version next year. Oh, is it not on disc? No, it's. I thought it was a disc version. The DLC, yeah, it's not till next year. 
the DLC versions just the on it, digital versions. There's only Yakuza three right now. Yeah, and I've got that on PS3. So okay, um, but anyway, so back to Power Rumi. Yeah, whatever. Fucking, um, it's really shit. good. It's really good. I'm really bad at shmups. Turns out. Yeah, I've been able to complete it on easy, but I cannot complete it on. Normal. Oh wait, Big Brother Cho, Big. Yeah, hang on, a sec. that makes sense now. Doesn't make any more sense to me, but I guess that I left the conversation about ten minutes ago mentally. Um, but yeah, Power Rumi, it's 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 really good. Um, I think it's out on PS4 as well. And PC, and it's just it's just very difficult, but it is a good game. It's very solid, and the mechanics work really well. It's nice to have a mix up. So depending on the color of ships that you're fighting, the different the different types of ammo, I'll call it, will do different things. So one type will boost your health back up, and another type will boost up your special, and then one type will just be just be ammo, just be a shot. It won't do anything. And that works really well. And it is like, like I said, it's like on the fly rock, paper, scissors. The bosses are cool. Everything's got this bio-organic feeling to it. So you've got like big pyramids. They're made out of like... Oh, pyramids, very famously bio-organic. What do you think pyramids are made out of? Rocks. And sand, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Not biological. Sand isn't biological. Sand is biological. Sand is rocks. Yeah, but sand is biological. Does it have blood? Yeah. No. Sand has blood. No, it doesn't. Yeah, smaller sand. Unless it's made out of a pile of tardigrades I, I can't, mashed together. I cannot wait until you have to talk to the thing from the Fantastic Four and you have to tell him, look, mate, you're just rocks. He's organic underneath. <laughs> He's organic underneath. He's got really bad skin. Uh. He's got um something so dermatitis. It's a mixture of nature and mechanical. Because mm. sand is natural. Yeah. Because, you know... What I'm trying is... to remember the anime that was biomechanical something. <laughs> that really gory one. Gaiva? No, that's Biobooster Armor Gaiva. Alright. Oh, there was um there was a really gory anime in like the eighties and it's like ridiculously violent and heads getting popped apart and ice popping out. It's awesome. Um Wait, I, I want to watch it now. What yeah. is it? I can't remember. Get the name. It might have been Biogenesis actually. Biogenesis? Something like that. What was it about? Um it I mean basically it had a really flimsy plot about people. Being killed and mutated and shit. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Do you remember when you told me about watching uh, Legend of the Overfiend? You said you said Matt, you should definitely watch the Legend of the Overfiend. Oh yeah, I've got it on DVD. And I ended up watching three, three movies, Legend of the Overfiend movies. Yeah. And they make less and less sense, and there's more and more porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, and then I mean, by the end, they are porn films. By the end, everyone becomes giant They're monsters. Hentai. And by the end, everyone becomes giant monsters, and then they go to space. And the first one has like the most fucking dark ending. What was the first <laughs> one? Well, the first one it looks at like Doji Legend of the Overfiend ends with um, the baby, the demons coming to life and taking over the Earth. Oh, okay, no, yeah, okay. And the second so... one's the flashback to the Nazis. Yeah, the third one's the one with the baby. Yeah, yeah, all bad. There's a fourth one as well, but it wasn't finished. What? Yeah, it was never finished. I've got to find it. <laughs> I haven't had enough of that baby killing film um yeah so power rooming it's really tough it's really interesting it's really fun it looks great plays great i didn't see any slowdown there weren't any issues with multiple enemies on screen um it is all on the rails so i'm guessing if it's it's not like other games where if you're if you're testing sometimes you can miss miss bits and pieces that may cause slowdown in this obviously on the rails they design it from point to point exactly the challenge they want and make it so that whilst it serves a challenge is something you can complete. Uh, but 
um, as with anything, it's a schmuck. And they aren't, like, they aren't the biggest genre of games out there. And right now, I think that most of the time you find that people are playing shooters or third-person games. So it may not be for everyone. Right now, I think the price is about £10, which is pretty good. It's a lot of value out of this. I, I was thinking of Genocyber. I played it for about 25 hours in total. This was my, this was my, I'm going to sell Does it have a Tarte mode? What? Does it have a Tarte mode? It had a cute mode. I don't know what Tarte is. <sighs> Tarte is the vertical screen when you turn the screen sideways. Oh, no, no, I didn't have that. What's had, the fucking point? didn't have that from what I could see. I had, it was widescreen. It's a widescreen schmuck. Yeah. Ah, dear. Yeah. Ship's tiny as well, so it's like a reef. Like, everything fills the screen. It's crazy. Mm. Um, but yeah, like, I really enjoyed it. But it, like I said, it's not for everyone. It's a, it's, it's a recommendation, but with, like, slight hesitation that be aware that if you're not good at shmups, or if you don't enjoy shmups, it's probably not for you. I played, I, I'm going to be honest, I think I've played, in my life, I've played 1943 more than any other shmup, and I wasn't very good at it. I have multiple copies of 1943. Yes, yeah, so that's why I've played it more than any other. the Capcom Classics <laughs> yeah. collection on PS1, that's but a good one to have. It was on PlayStation, it was on yeah, the, the Taito? Disc was, was it on the Taito just, one? No, it's Capcom. It's on Capcom Generations. What's the Taito one? That's There's really um, 1943, 1943 Kai, 1943 Legends. 1944. 1944 is like the yeah the second. Yeah. Well, it's actually the, about the fourth game. Yeah. Um, um, what was the what was the um, what was the fucking what was the one for um, the Taito mode? But no, yeah, I've had it, and also there was a phone Taito version. Made Space Invaders. It was very, a phone version of uh, for you. <laughs> It's good. I really liked it. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't see myself returning to this one anytime soon, just because I am so fucking awful at it. I, I was planning to review it last last episode, but I didn't. I couldn't even complete easy mode. It's not going to shut smups. Pardon? I'm the shmup master. You're the shmup master. I should yeah. give it to you to give it a go. Yeah, I keep meaning to get a Karuga on the Switch, but I also kind of want that. You know that thing they've released, yeah, yeah. A, the Joy-Con thing, whatever it's called. The little arcade ver- dock. No, it's not an arcade dock. It's a thing you slot the. Yeah. Switch into sideways, and you can and it hold looks the like an arcade. No, it doesn't. No, it's just yeah. got the Joy Cons at the side. Yeah, I'm arcade bollocks. Like, no, I don't want to turn my Switch into fucking what was it called? The Power Boy or whatever it was that they had, the Game Boy where you plugged your Game Boy oh, into yeah, the massive great yeah, big yeah, fucking like arcade. It's ridiculous. Sticks. My mate had one of them. Really? Brought it into school once for show and tell, and we thought it was the coolest fucking thing in the world. <laughs> and looking back on it, it was fucking ridiculous. Yeah, well, we all make mistakes in our lives. I played way too much of Jurassic Park three. DNA challenge or whatever it was for the GBA. I play the game so fucking much and it is terrible. There was a Jurassic Park. Um, it might have been a port of Jurassic Park friggin' Operation Genesis. Drive, yeah, which was no, not Mega Drive on the Game Boy Advance. It was a park management game. It was really what? good. Yeah, it's like theme park. I'm pretty sure it was a port of Operation Genesis. Huh. Um, but no, it's like it's actually a really good theme park game. Yeah, this one was not a theme park game mm. and it was not good. It was really bad and I played it a lot. Uh, but anyway, sorry, yeah, Power Rumi, I give it a... Power. Power. Power is Japanese for power, believe it or not. I'm going to, well, yeah, but I'm going to give it a Julianne Moore. Yeah. Give me more, 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 but probably not right now. And probably someone else can have some more. Julianne Moore, really Roger Moore, Michael Moore. Danny Moore. What? Then no one knows who Danny Moore is. It's Debbie not. Moore. Demi Moore. <laughs> Debbie Moore. I'm losing my fucking mind. All right, your review, Ant? No. Go for it. Um, I've been playing Picto Quest, the Cursed Grid. Oh, yeah, how's that going? Um, it's all right. I've, because I've been playing Picross a lot on the phone, so, you know, I'm just addicted now. 
Um, I didn't play Pit Cross that much on my phone. I gave yeah. up after a short note. We've got the economy pick, pick puzzle pixel collection, haven't I? Yeah, that's the one that um, I tried. Which playing. is just endless. I'm only I'm still not even fifty percent. I could complete. not get into it. You're just terrible at Picross. Probably just terrible at yeah. Picross. But um, I'm finding out a lot of things about myself tonight, and none of them are good for my self-esteem. No. Anyway, um, this one it takes Picross and does an RPG. It takes Picross, and it, it's not your mama's Picross. Yeah. No, but it does an RPG beat around it. Um, and it's really when I say RPG, there's no leveling up or anything like that. No, it's basically you you're going on an adventure. When you get the puzzles, it's either going to be a treasure chest you're busting open or a monster you're fighting. Okay. And the way it works is. Um, like if you if it's a treasure chest, and you get you put a square in the wrong place, you lose some money. If it's a monster, the monster attacks you. If you put if you tap on the wrong place, the monsters also have like a an active time battle bar that builds up. So if you take too long, when it fills up, it they attack exactly you. Like Munchkin. So you have like a health meter that you're fighting with. Yeah. So yeah. Um. As a result, the puzzles are actually pretty simple on it. I'm finding them quite easy to solve. Um. I'm like. 64% through the game I think it was now it um, sounds so much like Munchkin though. but it's like the puzzles are nice and simple it starts to off really easy with 5x5 five five grids and goes 10x10 ten ten. I'm at the point where I've got like 20x15 is the grid which is a bit massive um, but yeah it's, it's just straightforward and simple puzzle solving fun like there's not much to it there's you get there's like three items you get that you can use which will re- do stuff like reveal spaces on the grid that you need to that you can tap in for a few seconds yeah so you can fill in the puzzle um Picross is just a it's a, it's a somewhat complex puzzle they're actually called nonologs aren't they or something like that nonograms nonograms that's what they are oh, okay um but yeah I'm, I'm finding like even though it doesn't take too many mistakes to get yourself beaten it kind of balances out that once you've once you retry you know where a bunch of the squares are so as long as you memorise a couple of the patterns, you're going to be off to a better start the next time when you restart that mission and try again. Yeah. Um, especially with some of the bosses, because some of the bosses will knock off like a whole heart of health at a time. Um, the only closest thing to upgrading in the game is if you get a thousand coins, you can buy an upgrade heart. Um, but that takes that seems to take a while. I've only got one so far, 64% through it. So it does take a fair bit to get one. Um, but like I say, it's, it's simple Picross puzzles. They're... I think because it's not like the economy one, they're all based on sprites from games and stuff. So you might recognize them and that might make it a bit easier to work out some of the puzzles. Yeah. This one, it's not. It's all like its own thing. There's like a plot in it where it's all this painting, all these unique paintings were stolen. Apparently, they've got some reason, the villain's got some reason for wanting them. Yeah. The paintings in this kingdom are all pixel art paintings because I guess they're real big retro gaming fans or something. Mm. Um, and you're trying to recreate the paintings to get them back. You're creating forgery, basically. But um, yeah, I think like it's the sort of thing where they could do a sequel to this and really advance it a whole bunch. Like I'd put a leveling up system in there and have like you know maybe you can get abilities that do stuff like defeat the enemies quicker. And if you because the way it works, you'll defeat the enemies when you solve the puzzle. Yeah. But they could do it where like you could defeat the enemies quicker, and then anything after that is like bonus XP. Maybe give you, like, you know, have a levelling up structure and building up health points and stuff like that. Oh, okay, yeah. They could do stuff like that with it, definitely. Like, create a couple more different items you could use. Or maybe you could have something like, you know, your stats could be, like, luck could do something, like, occasionally when you put a square down, it could show you one next to you, maybe, as a small percentage chance. Yeah. 
to give you an idea. Oh, this one also can be tapped. Um, so it's it's you know there's more they could do with it. It's only like eight ninety nine though, and like it reminds me a lot of um, Glass Masquerade, which was a puzzle game on mm. PC where it's only going to take you about four hours to complete everything in it. But it's a nice, relaxing, simple thing you can play. I don't know if anything happens after you finish it. Maybe there's like a harder mode on it. But Picross games seem to be a thing on Switch now, which is interesting. There's a bunch of them. There was another one recently, which is actually made by Jupiter, who are the guys who made the Nintendo Picross games. Okay. Um, And that one's like all the different variations they do. There's like Color Picross, which I haven't even... I've not done colour pick cross before, but colour pick cross you have to put pick the right colours for the squares as well. Yeah. To make the pictures and there's another type of cross something pick cross something maybe. But that's like that one's all got like anime serious storylines and all this sort of stuff running through it. Yeah. Um although both of these, even combined, neither of them have as many puzzles as that economy pixel puzzle collection has. Which is a bit lame. I think I'm I think this Picross Picto Quest one has about Probably about 150, 200 puzzles in it, which isn't a massive amount, but um, you know, it's, a granny would solve that in an hour. Um, but it's a, it's a nice, fun little distraction. It's an interesting twist on the formula. I am finding the way it works when you solve puzzles is making me bad at the economy one, because this one, if you click on a square, if it's right or wrong, it'll fill it in or it'll put a cross, and if you get a cross, you get hit. But on the economy pixel puzzle collection. You can't really do that. Like on that one, it'll let you put down squares in the wrong place. Yeah. And it's up to you to figure out that you're wrong. So this one, you can only be right or wrong on PictoQuest. So it's getting me into a habit on the economy one where I'm putting squares down thinking I'm right and then realising later I'm wrong because I've just got to put them down where I think they're going to go. Um. So yeah, that's getting me into a bit of a bad habit. But I guess it has to be that way to make it in a battle with the monsters. If you there has to be a punishment for picking the wrong square, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's fun stuff. I like the cutesy art design. It's nice. There's like the really nice, simple, cartoony looking monsters that you fight, and it's got a bit of wit to the encounters you have with them when they talk to you and stuff like that. It's fun little stuff. I think if you want something a simple, cheap little distraction, it's fine. Yeah. Um, it's one of those games that's going to keep going into the sales on Switch for sure, and. I think if it, if you see it like half price, you can't go wrong for like you know a good four or five hour game to play around with. Yeah, so so yeah. Well, they tend to. That's the that's the one thing about the switches. It's a great platform for these smaller games. Yeah, because they do just go like, oh, here goes on sale and stuff like that. Yeah, they keep. Not some games get ridiculous reductions on there. Sometimes you go on there and see them like. Yeah, we've seen stuff for like nineteen p before now. Yeah. Like, I don't think Nintendo have any like rules about what you can and can't reduce. Yeah, Whereas I, Sony I got, have a limit of how much they'll let you reduce stuff. I got stuff Coffee for. Chaos for one pound thirty nine. Yeah, and that's like quite a solid game. For yeah. like, um, I was looking. I got that the Transcendence other... for free, didn't I? Because I had Shape of the World. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, whatever it was. Um, oh yeah, Transcription, the, one, the, the twin yeah. stick weird Zuma game. I had Shape of the World. So yeah. Oh, I remember yeah. Shape of the World. That was, was the one we weird. reviewed for the. Um, we got review copies, didn't we? Yeah. That was a really interesting game. It's weird. It was weird. It's just the problem was that there wasn't a challenge there. No, no, it's just a, it's a walking. It's yeah. like, which, which, it's like Dear Esther and all that sort of stuff. Are you done with your review? Maybe. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Your last one. Well, oddly enough, Walking Simulators leads us perfectly into the next review I'm going to do, which is Blair Witch. I've completed it. Fuck. What? What? Where did those? I want the hours back. 
Um, this has been praised. Pretty sure this has been getting lots of good reviews. Yeah, this has been wrong. praised. So um, Blair Witch, for anyone who doesn't know, Blair Witch was a 1999 phenomenon. Uh, it was a found footage movie that kicked off the whole of the craze, based around the idea of three people going into the woods uh, to find out about the legend of the Blair Witch and coming across spooky, spooky occurrences. Spooky. Um, one of the great things but about they it found was, some twigs. Yeah. One of the great things about it is I think it cost like something like $8,000, $10,000. And the marketing probably cost a couple of mil. But it didn't look like $8,000. No, it looked like less. <laughs> uh, but for $8,000, they got a few camcorders, a couple of actor- actors, and, uh, and then they just went out into the woods and just fucking made this thing. And it was, yeah, it was a phenomenon. It blew up, made millions upon millions, and it kicked off the whole paranormal activity and all the other shit. It was shit the phenomenon. most profitable film ever made, still. Yeah. Yeah, right. probably just from sheer margin. Yeah, and nowadays I don't think if they made a film that cheap and even if it got some sort of cult following, they probably wouldn't market it. No. <laughs> not right, anyway. No. Not currently. Um, so anyway, so the game is, is very similar to that. It's, it's based on the same sort of idea. So the Blair Witch lives in the woods, you're in the woods. You're actually, you're not there to investigate the Blair Witch. You're there to go find a small boy who's gone missing named Peter. Um, your character, <laughs> your character is linked to Peter because they were previously a police. Oh, that's easy to find him. Yeah, um, previously a police officer who may or may not have been responsible for an incident involving Peter's brother. Um, so, um, yeah, was it I, just trying to? It's made by the guys who made Outlast, isn't it? It, it no, it, Layers of Fear. I think it's by the people that made I'm Layers sure of Fear. No, it's Layers of Fear because Red Barrel were the ones who did Outlast, and this is done by Bluebird. And they did Layers of Fear, I'm pretty sure. It feels more like Layers of Fear than it does Outlast. Outlast was a bit too active for this. Um, so anyway, so a lot of people have been praising this. A lot of people have been saying it's their best game yet. Um, I don't know how many of those people have played it all the way through. There are some sequences that really stand out and they are really good. There are other sequences where I just I wanted it to end. Um, there are a lot of technical issues as well that are really crazy. See, they made Layers of Fear, like I said. There are a few... I played all the Layers of Fear games, so I should know, shouldn't I? Um, Made Observer. Yeah, yeah, they did. The one with um, Rudger Hauer. What? Yeah, he's a voice in it, I think. Is that Observer? They made a game called Double Bloob. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so you play you play as this character who is going through the woods trying to find out what has happened. At the same time you're dealing with your own tragedy, there is something that is... There is very early on you you come to understand that the dog that you are with his name is Bullet and he's lovely. The dog you're with is like a support dog given to you by the police chief um, whilst you were um, you were off for leave due to something. Um, not going to go into detail on that one. I don't want to spoil it completely. But yeah, essentially it's, it's a Blair Witch game. It's a spook 'em up. It's a scary, scary movie movie film tie-in thing and it came out of nowhere people weren't expecting it it was announced not long ago like three months ago well no that, I don't think Pardon? I think it was literally like like a month and a half ago if that what the Blair Witch game was released yeah it wasn't recent. It wasn't announced that long ago yeah. um, but yeah it's I, I think really... it wasn't even E3 it was like it was after E3 it was that um, whatever was that event that happened not Gamescom might have been Gamescom maybe Gamescom yeah. Um, so it's one of those games that I really I wanted to I wanted to love, and I downloaded it as soon as I could, and I I came back and I started playing it immediately. Oh, is this why you've been screaming constantly yeah, downstairs crying. and crying? Yeah, it's in frustration. Um, and why you were standing facing the corner of the wall the other day? Oh, that's actually a point in the game. It's one of the best points of the game. Um, but anyway, so the the whole the whole premise is is really interesting. Peter's been taken away. You find out early on that that there's a gentleman with him who's been walking around barefoot, and he's 
He seems to be linked to, to some crimes and murders. Barefoot in the woods, man. No. Um, seems to be linked to some crimes and stuff like that. So it sort of ramps up the tension as to you want to save Peter. I just, I just <laughs> wish, <laughs> I just wish the game was a lot more reluctant to repeat itself. That's the problem. So yeah. I would have fuck all happen through the whole game. Yeah. Just don't like, go for a walk. Yeah. Fuck yeah. all happen. So really early on in the game. So every now and again you hear a. Like, <laughs> Really early on in the game, you're shown the idea of um, if you are in an area and there are clues that you need to find, then the game will fuck with you and it'll make you stay in the area. So all the paths are branching and stuff like that. And it's quite well designed. The woods, it's dense. and it's you know, But the areas that are artificially closed off to you, um, irritatingly enough, are just marked by yellow yellow police tape to show where they've already searched because you're following mm. behind a search party, essentially, for Peter. Um, Sounds like the vanishing of Ethan Carter. It does sound a lot like that. Uh Wait until you hear this. So you basically, yeah. So it artificially keeps you in that area. Uh, the first couple are just explain like their their exploration areas, so they don't need to do that yet. So you essentially just look around, finding clues. Bullet helps you. You can you can command him to do different bits and pieces, and you find photographs and clues to where Peter is, and it leads you to the next section of the next section of the game. Your character is prone to panic attacks if Bullet gets too far away. Um, but Bullet is a very bullet, useful what the-, the dog. The dog's oh. very useful throughout the game, so you not need... Not the 80s TV. No, no. See, the Stephen Queen movie. Not the Stephen Queen movie, no. where it had the fantastic sunglasses. Um, but you need to keep you need to keep the dog close, because... It's the sunglasses off. people remember from Bully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, blue, the blue mechanical fold-up sunglasses. They're fucking incredible. That's $600 a pair. Um, so, um, yeah, and... and, and um, it's it, Yeah, from that, it sounds interesting, but when you get to the night areas, when you... When the game is trying to show you... Well, so when you're wandering around... And you're in a sequence where it won't release you until there's something you've done, which isn't always obvious, and it's kind of difficult to find it at times. But in in those sequences, you can see the game physically pop you into a path that leads back to the campsite. When you so like you'll be walking along, you'll be walking along, and suddenly all the trees will shift, a rock will disappear from the right of you, and you'll be on a completely different path where it's artificially sort of linked the canyon together. And it's so obvious and so jarring that the first time it happened, I was like, oh, God, that's a spooky trick. That's mm. a spooky spook em up I'm sure that was on purpose. I think you broke the game. No, the game just is quite technically broken in its own sense because they don't have areas that match up. I think they think the areas look similar enough similar enough to each other that you wouldn't notice. But it's so evident that it kind of completely took me out of it after the 16th time it happened. And the whole of the, the premise keeps returning to that fucking campsite. And keeps using that trick. So you're in the campsite and there are clues about that you can find. So every time you're there, you're like, oh, maybe there's something else hidden. And it's quite a big area that you can explore. So you're like, oh, maybe there's something hidden here. Maybe I need to have a look. And you go and you have a look and oh, oh, there's nothing there. No, it's, it sent me right back to the campsite. And then it turns out that the thing that you're after at the campsite is like put in the rubbish. You've got to go and look. And then you're like, oh, look, there it is. There's the triangle sign or and it's just stuff like that was really bad. But then there are great sequences. There's, there's in particular, there's, there's a scene in which like everything starts transforming around you. And there's these derelict buildings, there's fire, and there's this screaming, and there's these monsters that appear like a, a rolling ball of leaves that are actually the monsters hidden away so you can't use your light to kill them. Because that's one of the mechanics. There is, there is combat. The combat is basically you just shine your torch and you focus on them. And like Alan Wake, you know where it removed their shield. Yeah. It's a bit like that, but you don't fire. You just shine it and then they disappear. Um, and, and and that's interesting. But, you know, after the third or fourth one, you're like, oh, fuck. I just, come on, different. 
And they do come up with different tricks. So, so yeah, the sequence where you're running and it's, there's bullets flying over and if you've got a pair of headphones on, you've got the surround sound, um, surround sound headphones on. It sounds great because they zoom past. Like, I've, I have that Razer headset I used to play as. And they zoom past and, like, the fucking, the sounds of the fire roaring, the leaves going. It's all really well produced. The problem is that they use that again another chapter later and then again three or four chapters later and then there's like there wasn't much happening in the Blair Witch like, yeah I know but the, the problem is that the Blair Witch wasn't scary film? because it was action packed it was scary because it would creep you out well you know about that bit when the twig broke yeah fucking shit me really, up really fucking creep you out like it like put ideas in your head yeah, I got bored happening. witless when I watched it. We made everyone made such a big fuss out of it, Did and we got it on VHS. Ah, oh, okay. Watched it back in the day. Yeah, and yeah, we all we all got bored witless. And then at that's the end, enough. where the guy's standing in the corner staring, oh, that's a bit spooky. Yeah, and then it ended. Yeah. So yeah, so that's that's weird, and like you know, and the end sequence. So there are there's towards the end, there's a sequence where you have to look through the camera, and as you look through the camera, should have been the whole game. Yeah, as you look through the camera, so the camera takes up a little bit of the screen, and you can draw it up to fill up more of the screen. But like, it basically the the normal version is to have it down here, and in the camera there are these red, like sort of like like they're twitching and stuff. They're these monsters, and if you're looking through the viewfinder only, you can't see anything but even the the path that this guy's made for you. Which you know, cheers, mate. That kind of takes away any tension of the game if you could just follow the path. But also the the monsters themselves. Like they twitch and stuff, and you can hear them. And if you get close to them, you get that static, like in Slender, which is very much is Silent a similar Hill. Game. And like you're going past, and like they, they're like, as you get tense, you'll see the red coming in on some of the eyes as he doesn't sound very Blair Witchy. Yeah, and and like stuff. Or was like that, that stuff from the new film, which I didn't see? Maybe it is stuff from the new film. I, I saw Blair it. Witch too. The one where the film, the second film. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the amazing shadows. one. It had um, did he have what's her face from? Dizzy. Which show is it? NCIS? Yeah. Yeah, what's her face? That's a bad movie. I think she's in it. But that's the one where it's like, oh, the Blair Witch Project was a really hit film and these guys went out into the woods. Let's go out there ourselves. Oh my God, it's real. Mm. Well, no, it turned out that they all they all cursed and tripped out and killed yeah. someone. Yeah, I don't fucking know. Um, but yeah, so... There was games as well. There was a PS1 game. There were three of them. Yeah, they weren't good. On PC and stuff. They were made by, like, pretty prolific studios. I think it was Bethesda. Yeah, they were made, like, churn out as quick as possible. Yeah, probably. They were made, it seemed like... Even that. the PS1 Evil Dead game was better. Like, oh, I like the PS1 yeah. Evil Dead game. On Dreamcast, it's actually quite good. I had the PS2 one, because... Um, yeah, yeah, the... They were selling it for, like, two ninety nine, and it came with Evil Dead 2 yeah. on DVD, so I bought it to get it's Evil actually, Dead 2. It's actually not a bad game, either. Game that's the open Evil world Dead. one, isn't it? Yeah, the one that's, really like, stupid uh, one. shoot you, shoot you up. Yeah, it's yeah. a really interesting game. I liked that. It yeah. travels through time. Yeah. You get the hand cannon. I didn't get very far in it because I had a, my CRT used to be like ridiculously dark. Oh, okay. So yeah. I couldn't see fuck all on it. So. Fucking yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and like, my problem is that they get tricks and they're really clever, but there's too much of this action shit in there and there's not enough, there's not enough giving you clear. It sounds a lot like they were making a horror game and someone went, Do you want a Blair Witch license? And they're yeah. like, Can we have extra money for you? Well, do they've it? got the like, things, yeah, like sure. the twig things, you find them and you crack them open, and there's like a couple of people get murdered. Yeah, they murdered. probably got sent the Blair Witch starter pack. For, yeah. Like, a couple of people get murdered and stuff, but it's just, the problem is that it just, when someone dies, when you find someone murdered, is that a sequence where you've turned the headlights of a car on and suddenly it makes everything look like day? Like, mm. and I was just, I was just like, Oh. Neat, I guess. What? Why? Like, the Blair Witch wasn't like that. That's not what the Blair Witch was about. Like, it's meant to be spooky because it insinuates something creepy's happening. It shows you weird stuff, but this is like full on. 
if you've played any game where they where they show you someone having PTSD, I would have made like a game that takes about two hours to finish, and all it is is you wandering through the woods, following trails, and just see stuff like footsteps behind you every now and again, something tweaks. The last hour, the last hour is like someone played PT and didn't get it. The last hour is all in a cabin. Yeah. And you just keep going. That was half the trailer they showed. Yeah, you keep just going around doing laps in this cabin. And you keep just trying to find this thing in this cabin. And you just keep going around. I was so frustrated by the end. I was like, get me out of this fucking cabin. Because you come, like, it's right in the last chapter. You gotta do five laps. You gotta beat your world record. It's more than five, mate. It's about 30. (laughs) You won't be in the world record. You're literally in there for an hour. Yeah. I died once in that whole time. And it took me back five minutes. And I was like, well, I'm not gonna die again. You see the Blair Witch. Yeah, you, uh, well, no, you don't see the Blair Witch. You see the tall, skinny dude, and you see someone named tall, Carver. Tall, skinny dude? Yeah. You see it. it Carver was, was the guy who's um, standing against the wall in the film. Oh, is he? I think he's called Mike Carver. Yeah, so in this, he is. I might be forgetting things. But in this, he's gone, he's gone mad. I mean, I've literally not watched the original film since I had it on VHS. In this, he's gone mad, and he's basically put stick totems around himself, and he murders people for the witch. He murders people for the witch. Yeah, he's like... He's, the witch can do it herself. He's like one of the frauls of the witch. Oh, no, he was called Mike, but it was Mike Williams. Yeah. Um, and it's just... The whole thing's just not great. Like, that's the problem. I think the... I understand why people might enjoy it, but the problem is that it doesn't feel like a Blair Witch thing. And when they have one good idea, they repeat it infinitum. Like, they just keep going. Keep going, like, oh, you liked it when I did this, here's it again. That's when I did this, here's this again. Like... It just needs to be a bit clearer and they need to a bit less of the fantastical elements because you keep travelling to like, like I said, it's PTSD and you like have flashbacks and you see these weird visions of your, of your wife or your ex-wife and like there's all this other shit in there and it's just, it's like if you've ever played a, a, a play, a, like played any game where PTSD is like a, is a theme, they just, you notice that, oh, he's got PTSD. I was I think in the Spec war. Ops Aligned did probably the best job yeah. of that sort of thing. The bit where you walk into a room and you shoot all these fucking people coming yeah. for you and it turns out it's a bunch of mannequins. There's a scene where you're walking down a street and it's in like Fallujah or wherever you were. Where it went Dubai. Wrong. Dubai. It, you're in Fallujah or wherever it went wrong. It was Dubai. No, I mean in Blair Witch. Oh. You're walking down the street and it Fallujah? Looks, yeah, I don't know. Fallujah's a fucking place in Iraq. Yeah. It's supposed to be in the Iraq war. What? Or in Blair Witch? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I think you're in the Iraq War. You're in a war. I think it might have been Fallujah. Well, the Blair Witch was in Iraq. No, he's he's having PTSD. Oh. So there's a flashback scene where you control him. That's also being controlled by the witch. More on that. Uh, and you're walking down the street, and there's just a still, like everyone's still, but there's these bullet noises, and then there's like people that are being shot, and there's someone like slow motion shooting, and the whole thing like ends with you being shot, and I'm going, Arr! and then you wake up, and it's back to the Blair Witch game. And I was like, the whole time, I was like. Pointless. Just they waste so much time. No, pointless isn't a very good quiz show. <laughs> it wastes so much time and it's just... I, I can't... It was free on Game Pass and I feel like I paid too much. And people love it and I get why they love it because this you could be... All those games you could play on Game Pass and you pick the Blair Witch. I pre-downloaded uh, Gears of War 5. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Gears of War 4 was good. People don't... What about Gears of War Judgment? I didn't play Gears of War Judgment. I played all the main. Oh, was that games. actual game? I just made it up. Yeah, it wasn't. It? I just assumed there was another one called it? Judgment. No, there's, there's always a game called Judgment. There's Gears one, two, three, and then Judgment was the weird one that they released. That's Cole and. Oh yeah, the Cole train. Yeah, and, and Baird. Uh, 
and bed. There's you go. Yeah. There's it. So that's, See, I remember that's the characters from the yeah. Gears of, and then Gears of War Gears of Four is um, Marcus Phoenix's son, and it's the daughter of another person. Anyway, that's besides the point. Blair Witch. It's not very good. Really, it's just not I very spent good. Like half an hour or so. I played it for six hours, yeah. so you've got one twelfth of the time I spent playing it. Yeah. I just I could have heard a twig snap in that time. Yeah, um, it's not good. It made me jump a few times, but just because they literally just go. And you're like, oh, oh, that's a loud noise. Is it like when spaghetti jumps out behind you? And he just startles you. He's like hiding behind that- a bush and he goes, spaghetti! No. And you're like, I thought it was someone's child hiding behind. One, one, like, like I said, one nice trick, do it once. You spin him. <laughs> they do one nice trick once, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have the same problem, but it's just the fact they keep repeating themselves. So I thought it was the Outlast guys making it, because I was thinking Outlast, you got the camera. Outlast is so much better than this. I've got both of them. Yeah. But I haven't bothered playing either. Wait, do you have both the original and then the I think add-on? I had the original on Games with Gold, yeah. I think. And then I think the second one I've got in a Humble Bundle or something. Because the second one, I really like the second one. Mm. Because that is... So the problem is that this doesn't feel like interactive. I could watch someone playing this and I'd get the Condemned. same experience. Condemned was good. Condemned was really good. I, I I put my copy over there for you to play I'm something. Too scared of it. Criminal Origins. Um, it feels like a very like there's no interaction other than those sections where you shine your light on the monster, and that last hour where you're just doing laps of the house. Like those are the those are the big sections, and it just feels so mm. flat. Feels mm. so boring. One of the nice there's like a nice little feature that is okay to use over and over again when you get a videotape and you have to watch it. If you pause on certain points when, say, like a door's open or when, like, a machine's active, it becomes active in the real world. Yeah. That's, like, a really nice little puzzle element because you keep looking, like, as you're watching videos, like, oh, okay, you open that door, you, you open this one side, that's there, and that one's over there. And that's a nice little feature, interact with the camera. But, like, they don't use, they, they use that quite a bit in the game, but it's just it, in between when you're running from gunfire and there's fire and demons flishing through the, and your character just goes back to, I need to find Peter. After dealing with demons, little literal demons. Fuck Peter. You're like, oh, oh God. not literally. And but... also, like, after fighting demons, when you still find those twig totems, he just goes, oh, creepy, and crushes it and leaves it. I'm like, don't crush the fucking totems, Jesus Christ! Demons. Dude. Those totems are there to stop the Blair Witch from getting no, out. No, they're not there. Yeah. Like the ones. So basically, in this, you find them and their twigs wrapped around with a Polaroid, and it's a picture of the kid they've kidnapped and sort of transferred. Is it tied to the films? Uh, I don't think so. I don't even know what happens to the kids or anything. I didn't didn't find out. I got a bad ending. Oh, they went missing. That's the whole idea in the film. Is yeah. that the kids went missing. The, well, the kids from the first film. I got. I went. I, I got the bad ending. Yeah. Apparently, there's a good ending. I don't know what it is, but I tried to save the dog, and then the game made me leave the dog behind, and I was pissed off. But finished it. You always save the dog. I know. I held on to it. There's like a sequence. In Resident Evil Four. Okay. If you're okay. a monster who doesn't get the dog <laughs> yeah, out of the bear you trap, you don't get that help of the uh, Garado. Um, there is a so there's a bit towards the end where you, the dog Obviously gets the injured. Canon ending for Silent Hill Two is the dog ending where yeah, he gets abducted. With the UFOs. Yeah. Um, there's a scene where you're holding the dog and you do laps, and I timed it. It was 12 minutes of me doing laps around this canyon where it's just got signs that say "Leave the dog, leave the dog." It's like no, fuck it. Maybe there's a reward if I keep going because it slows you down. It takes longer and it's it's quite an arduous thing already because you've already done the same thing 40 times going in laps around places. And you're like walking with this dog, and you're like, oh, maybe I can make it, maybe I'll make it. And then you just pass out, and then the dog disappears anyway. Fucking, like, and then you get a bad ending, because you tried to save the dog. How dare you? It's fucking ridiculous, isn't it? You should have beaten the dog to death. There should be more moments where it tells you... You have to eat the dog. 
There should be more moments where there's like a moral question instead of it just being like, oh, you gave in to your anger and you became the new cover. I'm like, just take the dog and throw it into a incinerator. One of the nice things are that your hands, as as like, because it does time jumps, hmm. because you're meant to have been in the woods for a long period of time, and it's the madness setting in and stuff like. That. So when you do stuff with your hands, like pick stuff up, you can see your hands are all cracked and t- like fingernails are broken and stuff. Yeah. But at no point does he go. I think I've been in the woods for years. He just keeps going, just keeps going for like I've got to find Pia. Just be walking around going, man, my pants sure are full of shit. <laughs> I pooped a lot recently. <laughs> but yeah, just uh, just not good. I must I'm, be Wednesday. I'm going to give it a David Spade. I know people have loved it. I I really, I really just I can't recommend it. It's free if you got Games Pass and so give it a go. But I really can't recommend it. It's not not great. I wish I'd I wish that I bought Man of Medan. Matt, is that on PS4 only? Yeah, but that's been getting good reviews. It's just done by the Until Dark guys, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's good, been getting really good reviews. So I was like, oh, wish that was fucking... Wish I got that. I don't know, maybe you should have. Maybe you should have... Yeah. You know what Fort did. It's fucking ridiculous. May I hear your review, Ant? The last review? Yeah. End of the show? Yeah. Uh, you know what? Let's try and review music. What do you listen to? Tool. Tool. Fear Inoculum. I thought you were going to talk about... Can you, can we just briefly, before you know... No. Can we talk about the, the Dragon Quest uh, demo? No. You've been playing that? No. Can we just quickly talk about that? No. Because I'm thinking about buying Dragon I'll Quest. i get it when the game comes Is out. Is it good? When the game comes out. Fucking fantastic. Is it really? Yeah. Oh. It's the best Dragon Quest I've played since 8, and considering that the two that came in between sucked, so... Yeah. And it's yeah, like, it's like a proper... Is it an action it's RPG proper, now? It's not turn-based? No, it's proper Dragon's Quest. So it's turn-based? Yep. Okay. It is, it is literally like the next game after the, fourth, the eighth one. Yeah. Like, it's not like nine and ten. It's proper Dragon Sorry Quest. Sorry about it, balls that way. And something. it's like ten hours long, that demo. Really? Yeah, it goes on for fucking ever. I'm about six hours in. I'm is it grindy, like, though? It's Dragon Quest, so yeah. Oh, okay. But <laughs> is it like bad grindy where you're like not... Re- you're not really making any progression, fine. or is it's, it? You'll be fine. It's Dragon Quest. Just play it. Okay. Anyway. It. It's either that or Astral Chain. Tool. Fear Inoculum. New album out. 13 years since their last album, which was 10,000 Days. Um, that's not 13 years. Which is a fantastic years. album. 10,000 Days. It's not, that's not 13 Was years. the name of the album. Oh, right. Jesus, you kids today. Um, I can't <laughs> find a disc copy of this. I looked on Amazon. It doesn't seem to be listed. Is there a vinyl copy? I will try and look for one, one or the other. But anyway, um, it's it's a new Tool album. Yeah, it is. It is literally, I mean, it feels like, it, you could say it feels like it haven't really changed or anything since 10,000 Days. But if you listen to Tool's albums and you take 13 years from before 10,000 Days, you know, yeah, you go back. different time from the time of the album. Yeah, you go to like the earlier albums, there is a distinct change in sound as they move along. They They do... They did sort of eventually settle into this groove of like the syncopated syncopated drum rhythms and stuff. Like you know, they got a bit nerdy with their music, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. I can't tell if anything on this album is as nerdy as some of the shit they pull on Lateralis, which is just one of the songs is based on the Fabinacci scale on Lateralis album. If you take the songs on the album and arrange them into a Fabinacci sequence, um, which is a mathematical equation where you take two the Fibonacci sequence. Fibonacci. Fibonacci. Whatever. Right, if you arrange that album into the Fibonacci sequence, yeah. the songs bleed into each other, which they don't if you don't listen to it like that. Fucking weird. Or the stuff like 10,000 Days, where you took two songs and played them at the same time as another song, it created a third song. 
Like there's, as far as I can tell, there's nothing like that on this one. They've just gone straight up with talk talk. But then again, this is tall. Who knows? Like chances are you're supposed to play a song backwards or something. <laughs> and call the devil. You're supposed to find a way of playing it upside down. Who knows? And call the devil. Yeah, but um, I kind of feel like there's not as much like power behind some of the songs as the stuff from Ten Thousand Days and Lateralis. But um, they're maybe they're calming slightly, but it still sounds very much like tool. It is yeah. still a like, it is the most Tool album I've ever heard. Um, Industrial beauty. Loads of people are saying, oh, it's, it's like, amazing. It's like, you know, it's a breakthrough and it's a massive welcome home from Tool and all this sort of stuff. But to me, it just sounds like another Tool album. Yeah. And I love Tool. I freaking love Tool. Like, them, like in the 13 years that they have been pissing about doing fuck up well I say piss about they recorded an entire album the record label screwed them over and then they couldn't get a hold of it and they had to scrap that album um, they scrapped an entire album yeah yeah there's the, it's one of those things where um, they left the record label and they weren't allowed to take their recordings with them and all this sort of stuff so they had to make an entirely new album Jesus. they've been talking about this album since like 2011 um, it's been a long time coming um, it's been a I think there was like time. six years between 10,000 Days and Lateralis um but anyway, it's very tall. There's some standout album songs on there. Fear Inoculum, the title track is like that's the first album on there, first song on there. Um, like you can listen to that and it it just yeah, like I say, it feels like tool. Yeah, same as ever. Um, there's a song called Invincible. That's pretty good. There's um some weird. You get your typical tool weird noise moments where it's all like just making buzzing noises and stuff. Um, weirdly, a lot of adverts from Spotify on there. Strange. Um. <laughs> Just every oh, single bit of talk here. Yeah, it's just where it breaks into some hip hop song from some dance song, and is uh, there's like a thing on Spotify where they go, "Hey, are you listen to regular free Spotify? If you have premium, it sounds better. You're listening to the shit version, you piece of shit. You fucking suck." Um, that's what their advert is, I think. But um, yeah, um, yeah, it's like every bit of tool news for the last couple of months has been tool are joining us in 2019. They finally hit the 21st century. Um, it's all like they're streaming now online. They can stream the music. Like the latest bit of tool news the other day was, oh, they've put their videos up in high quality on YouTube. It's still only 480p because the videos were never made in HD, but <laughs> at least it looks better than all the rips that are online. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it looks better than my friggin' Salival DVD box set that I have of the Tool songs, which was rare on DVD. It was actually made to be a VHS collection. That's how fucking old that collection is. Um, it's got a little bit of dried cat food on the top of it from the time I spilled some on it and I couldn't clean it off. Nice. I didn't realise I'd spilled it on there for months. Um, I just didn't realise. It's fine. No one's blaming you, man. It's not your fault. Anyone want to buy it? It's no. not your fault. Actually, did I sell it? I might have sold it and got money for it. I can't see it there, so... Um, was it down there? I can't remember where I put it. Anyway, um... Yeah, it's an hour and a half long album. It's a long fucking album. I'd... Yeah, it's about the maximum length you can get on a CD, isn't it? It's probably more, isn't it? Maximum no, length no, on a CD, is it? Yeah, yeah. But um, it, it's it, like I say, it's great. It's just it's more tool. I think if I was gonna just ra- if I was gonna have a pile of tool albums and I was gonna grab any tool album that I want to listen to, it's probably gonna be Lateralis or Anima. Mm. Like those two albums are friggin' Anima's a good album. Anima. Enema is a good album. Enema. Enema is a good album. You're thinking of Blink-182, Enema of the State. Great album. Um, no. Um, <laughs> no. No. Do you know what's better? What? Every single No Effects album. Yeah. And so was... Who was the other band? The really cool one that did My Girlfriend's Dead. 
Oh, the the Vandals. Yeah, was one it the Vandals? Day I have a girlfriend, and then one day she dumped me, yeah. and everywhere I go. It's got that brilliant bit in the video. Says, "Look, buddy, this is my sexual fantasy, not your weekend at Bernie's." <laughs> Yeah. And he's talking about, yeah, we're going to get the girl and lay her on the drums because she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Great I video. Talk that song, it. Pizza Tran. That's a Some classic song. She's dead. Isn't it weird that Tool, like, God, when was their first album? 1992, 93? Like, right. freaking going back some way because they were right at the early stages of when Nirvana and Soundgarden, like, Pearl Jam and stuff like that were breaking through. Um, like, they were. They were there, and they got lumped in with them, and they're very much not that band. Who, too? No, they're not one of those bands. No, they're not. Not in the slightest. Even Pearl Jam wasn't one of those bands. I always bothered always bother me Pearl always... Jam were tied into grunge, and they yeah. weren't. They were They were just rock. They were just the very, 90s very rock sound. good. They it's like are... how you wouldn't call Foo Fighters grunge. Like, Foo Fighters is, like, mid to late 90s rock. Foo Fighters started out more grungy. They started know. out stuff like My Hero and stuff like that. My Hero is well, that was melodic. That album is very grungy. The way that they like, the way that they um, they approach videos they, and stuff. The like, first album was only freaking David Grohl. No one else played yeah. music on the first album because David Grohl's a fucking savant. Yes, um, God, it is. Savant. Speaking of savants, that freaking Adam Chancellor and freaking all the the freaking members of Tool, man. What what's going on in their heads? What do you mean? They're sitting there just frigging writing their... It's like they write their music out on graph paper with frigging mathematical equations. Yeah, and no, this is the weird thing about Tool is that um, most of the members have been been heavily involved in like audio equipment testing, like Pioneer and things like that. Mm. Like It's weird how many of the uh, things that like go into the recording studio and stuff like that, they've also helped design. I didn't listen to the new Perfect Circle album. That was, uh, I didn't. Uh, I haven't gone around to that. There's um, Perfect Circle are fucking great. I saw them live, them live years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah I so with James I heard, Twiggy Ramirez, Just Freeze, Billy Howardle, and Maynard James Keenan, obviously he's there. But um yeah, I got I I caught a bottle of water that Just Freeze sold, and this girl behind me grabbed my arm and then my arm spun back up and clocked her in the face. Um because I, she talked it. I uh, I'm trying to think if have I seen Probably Tool saw them at some festival. Have I seen Tool Live? Probably not, no. Because you're not cool enough. And thirteen years ago you would have been five. No, uh, that would have been eighteen. But yeah, it's it's a it's a good album. I just can't say it's going to be an all time classic in terms of tool stuff. If it was any other band putting this album out, you'd be like, where the fuck did they start playing music like that from? Um, you know, it's like if you were to take one of Rush's albums from the seventies, you could pick any one of those albums out, and it would be an archetypal Rush album that you'd listen to. Or if you were to take Metallica from the mid-80s, early to mid-80s, and you'd have a fantastic Metallica album. It's one of these things where it doesn't necessarily stand out from the others because it is so much then entirely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It feel, I'm not saying that I'd say Tool should develop or change or anything, but they've got very good at playing their, like, ten songs, and they played them in the same order. It feels like they're very much the same album. But um, I'm going to listen to it more anyway, because it's tall, of course I am. Mm. And I'm going to try and get a disc copy at some point, because, you know, I, I mean, it'd be silly for me to not own it. I've got all the others. God, CDs are going to be friggin' non-existing by the time Tool release their next album, isn't it? Jeez. We're going to have the albums directly beamed into our ears or something. Friggin' Maynard. Actually, he probably won't, because 
he's got to wait another 50 years before he catches up with everyone else. I'm just, I'm just going through bands that I've seen. What that you, I've, did you make a file? Did you, did you make a doc? No, 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 just, just going over. So the year, last year I went Iron Maiden, Black Sabbath and Ramstein. I love Ramstein. I've seen him live too Ramstein. many times. Ramstein. I've seen him live too many times though. Like, uh, uh, but yeah, that was the year that No Effects played as well. Jane's Addiction. Um, oh, I'm trying to remember the year that, Slipknot, Muse. That's riveting stuff for the podcast. Kiss, Motley Crue, Slash, yeah. Billy Idol. Yeah. <laughs> you see, you're just going to festivals. There's just some shit, ridiculous bands. Faith No More, A Day to Remember. Um, Andrew WK, I remember that. Yeah, but your favourite band is um, Jedward. So Marilyn Manson as well. You saw Jedward live. I saw Blackstone Cherry very briefly. And you saw... Oh, Steps. Five Finger Death Punch are always good. I always like seeing Five Finger Death Punch. And you saw Lacuna Coil. You saw Bewitched live. Dragon Force played as well. Fight Star. That was the year that Fight Star played. It was fucking oh, atrocious. Um, but yeah, no, no, sorry. Um, you were saying your favourite band was oh, Rob Zombie. S Club Junior. Oh, that was it. So there was one year where The Offspring played, and it was Bad Religion before them, Foggy Molly before them, which was not bad at all. But then the day before, status quo were playing. Kill Switch Engaged. No, okay, but, but what? Why are you just listing? These are all the bands that I I've seen oh. through. Like so. Ugh, yeah, but you're just going to festivals. It's cheating. Why is that cheating? Because you're not getting the proper band. Buck experience. Cherry. There's a proper band experience. Not festivals really. are the centre of rock and roll nah, for years. Nah, it's Ever since Woodstock, it's been it's that's where the energy is. That's where everything fucking is. Like. No, you get the curated proper band experience. They're custom. Oh, right. Gigs. So you're saying that they, they get told what to play? No. I mean, you get their proper tours of the band where they get to bring all their stuff. Oh, yeah. Because they don't get proper. to bring their own stuff to the festival. No, you get the proper stage performance oh, stuff. Oh, right, yeah. Sigaros, seen them live. Fucking in your tits. Uh, I saw Michael oh, Jackson. The so fuck you. So I've seen the Prodigy live. I saw Michael Jackson Tenacious live. Tenacious D, Biffy Clara, Metallica. That was a good, good year. It's still powerful, but before Tenacious D was um, Skin Dread. Is this how you're going to just keep going in the podcast? Like five minutes now, you just, just listing. Oh, bands. they got Black Sabbath, Soundgarden, Megadeth, Lamb of God. Well, anyway, I'm done. Anthrax, that was good. Rise Against Dropkick Murphy's. Oh, Ugly hours. Kid Joe, that was weird. It's our Ugly Kid Joe live. Why? I don't know. They played that one song. Yeah. Which song? Uh, everything about you. I hate yeah. everything about oh. you. Yeah. Uh, Do they just play it nonstop? <laughs> no, they play the whole album of that song, but it's just it's not a very good album. It's got Have you seen good... Kids Bop live? No. Where's Kids Bop live? I sit down when I pee. There's nothing that crazy about me. No, actually, Kids Bop. Oh, Kids Bop, the one did. Um, I just want to play video games. I don't know. You don't know that song. No. I was like, I want to play video games. No. I just no. want to play. I remember. Games. I remember. Um, it's just Porn Mum. Do you remember it's just Porn Mum by Trunks? It's just Porn Mum. It's not gone away. You wouldn't believe what the kids see today. It's just Porn Mum. It was the same time as just as, as uh, Stacey's mum came out, but people don't remember that song. I might have been Sponge. <laughs> Real bad song. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can tell. But, uh... But, um... 
60 Mile Smile were pretty good. They released a song around that. Year. Never heard of them. You've never heard of them? They're terrible. Oh, they did the they did the soundtrack to Asylum Night, a film that I cannot find for love nor money, but it doesn't exist. Fairly, fairly entertaining. Imagine it. It's a fairly entertaining film about a vampire outbreak in an asylum, a mental a mental asylum, uh, during their Christmas party, and how the people would deal with that. And it's it is Asylum fun. Night. Yeah, Silent Night. Asylum Night. Silent night. Did you yes. get the pun? A s- silent night. Asylum night. Silent night. Silent night. Asylum night. Set at Christmas. Silent night. Asylum night. Cause you see, it's a play on words. And I don't. I don't. Are you okay? <laughs> anyway, you're done yeah. now because you're bullshit. Yeah. We just wasted <laughs> twenty minutes of the podcast yeah. going, just going mumbling names of bands. Sort so, of Il Nino, yeah, Spine thanks, Shank, for, thanks everyone for listening. Fucking, uh, um, amen, so amen. What's your favourite band, Ant? Rush. <laughs> fucking, that's the correct answer. I mean, is it? Yes. Is it? Yes. Is it? It's the correct answer. It's like the less cool version of Queen. <laughs> Queens suck. What? Ever since Freddie Mercury died, they've been on a down. Oh, yeah, spiral. yeah, but let's be honest. They went the direction their Who's best member singing went. with them now? Uh, some X Factor winner or something? No, Mars Kennedy, know. isn't it? Who? Oh, Steve Brixty. Yeah, they just, they have like a bunch of things like that, didn't they? Yeah. Where it's just like Eddie Murphy, and, Eddie, no, Eddie Murphy impersonator. Eddie Murphy Freddie released Mercury a great album. People, per, people, people did Bruce not. Willis released an amazing album. Yeah, The Life of Bruno. Steven Seagal released. <laughs> She's locked in the basement and I won't tell them. <laughs> Yeah. Is it Joe Pesci as well? Joe, Joe Pesci Pesci's got album? a jazz album? No, Joe Pesci has a song on the soundtrack to Gotti. Hmm. I'm, I'm sure Joe, Joe Pesci, Pesci. motherfucker. Well, Danny DeVito released a jazz album. Oh, yeah, Danny DeVito's definitely released a jazz album. Jazz all over your face. He doesn't even know he's released a jazz album. He's gonna, he's gonna jazz all over your face. We gotta get him those cream pies. Rum um, oh god that's a new series that's starting soon yeah yeah that's gonna be good because the other shows have failed AP Bio was really good and it's got Cancel. a third season no it's been cancelled no no it's been brought back from the brink no I don't like it someone's purchased it it'd be like fucking community community all over again yeah, yeah. although community had that really good G.I. Joe episode after it all went downhill did you watch the G.I. Joe episode no. it's really good you done yeah Alright, so if you want to talk to Ant, you can follow him at LB54 Space Monkey. He loves to hear from his fans, so feel free to jump on Twitter and talk to him. He's also Mellow Gaming. Mellow Gaming's, you're the most popular Mellow Gaming channel on YouTube? Probably. I don't know. Who's going to possibly be more popular than you when it comes to Mellow Gaming? Anyone who starts another channel will probably just jump straight ahead. Well, it's a good time to tell you that I'm starting a new channel called Mellow Gaming. (laughs) 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 And... You can find me at Chris Apocalypse on Twitter. I'm also at Chris Apocalypse on YouTube. I don't release anything. MySpace and... Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, and Friendster. Friendster, yeah. Yeah, Friendster. Um, If you want to let us know... (laughs) GeoCities. Feel free to like, comment and subscribe. Like, comment and subscribe on this. Hello. Um, As always, Trump fucks kids. So does Prince Andrew and so does Jared Leto. They all fuck kids. All pedos. Oh, and pro Jared. Pro Jared. Is it worth bringing it up every time? Yeah. Yeah. Because one of these days, we'll release an episode, and the day it comes out on the Monday, the news cycle repeats. <laughs> and they won't know, because it's an audio podcast, and it's not text. So it's not going to get searched for. Yeah, but still, Trump fucks kids. Yeah. It's a fact. 
and one of these days it will be revealed. Jeffrey Epstein may have hung himself in prison, but Trump's never going to be never going to hang himself. He's too much of a fucking ego. Wouldn't be able to climb the ladder. And he's also too fat. The rope won't be structurally fucking sound enough to hold his fat fucking weight. He'd slip through it from the grease. Stupid fucking fat piece of shit fucking lies to everyone. What a cunt. Anyway, and see you later. Bye, everyone. Bye. Did you watch Fringe yet? No, fuck off.